Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole. Primetime 99, Alex Stein on the grind all the time. And we have a very lovely special guest this evening. We have a guy, even though he's a Canadian, in a way he's kind of like a patriot. Well, I guess, you know, he's not a patriot, not an American patriot, because I'm not even some, you know, dorky patriot. I wouldn't even call myself that because I'm not some conservative dork like that. But what this guy is, what it's badass about Adam is that he's not a pussy, dude. He has balls. He, he, he actually decided to keep his place open during the lockdowns, and for that, he actually got arrested. So, Adam, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your uh, uh, conspiracy asshole, and you got to uh, unmute yourself. There you go. You're ready to go. Welcome to the castle, my friend. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the invitation oh. to the castle. Are you kidding? When you reached out and said you wanted me on your show, I, I was just so fired up, man. So thank you. Okay, okay. Let me now I got the audio. The audio is on the wrong setting. The people probably in the chat are freaking out. But now now say something. Say something, uh, Adam. Uh I'm 
I'm Adam Skelly, the second host of Conspiracy Asshole. Of the Conspiracy yes, yes. Now we're good. Now we're good to go. Okay, well, welcome, dude. I'm so excited to have you. So you got arrested. We got to talk about this. And you know, dude, we're on YouTube, and YouTube sucks major donkey balls. So we have to kind of, you know, like with all the Rona talk, we kind of have to use coded language. But you know how what the fuck, you know, kind of. But we, everybody that's watching this show is awake to what's going on. But basically, what's I want to hear your story because your story is insane, dude. Uh, they actually took your ass to jail. Is that correct, or did they just write you a ticket? What? What? Ha tell the people that don't know Adam Skelly from their bunghole who you are and what happened a little bit. Yeah, so I had uh, three barbecue restaurants. My third one, like they were really successful. I opened up my third one. Uh, and I signed the lease on it a couple of days before they locked us down. And we're, you know, we're doing so well, we're selling so much meat, employing all these people. And then the lockdown came and it's like my business dropped by 50%. Well, partially because of the lockdowns and partially because I called people fucking retards on Twitter for believing in this shit. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know you couldn't say retard on Twitter. Did you lose your Twitter? Did you lose your Twitter? No, I, okay, I, I okay. deleted it. I deleted it myself. Uh, I was like, oh God. I'm probably not smart. I didn't know. I, I didn't know how to handle getting canceled the first time. But anyway, primed me for the second time where, you know, now I'm like running out of money. I'm about to go bankrupt. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm opening because it's bullshit. So I opened the restaurant. I thought I would just get fines and tickets and I would fight it in court. But on the third day, they arrested me for going on to my own property. They changed my locks. So we cut a hole in the wall of the unit that was on the other side of the building, cut a hole in the wall, kicked it in, they had bolted my door shut, kicked that open, and then the cops came in and arrested me, and they sent uh, two, what was it? I want, I want to make sure I get it right. 253 cops to my restaurant that day, including a mounted unit of six mounted horses, and just because I think it's a pretty cool picture, I'm just going to put it on my background for a second here because I figured out how to do that. But look at this. All for some barbecue, dude. They like, they rode in through a protest. There was like 300 people outside. They almost knocked people over. It was really hectic. As I was being dragged away, it was like the most hectic day because I was, yeah, selling some sandwiches. Dude, wait, wait. Why is the why is Canada such a draconian? Like, why why are they being like that? You th I thought Canada's a bunch of chill white people. What the fuck is going on in Canada, dude? Not Toronto, man. Tr Toronto, as I've learned, is like the worst. I, I didn't know anything about politics before this, but it's like the worst. People's minds are totally controlled. They're just totally spaced out. Everybody looks terrified. Everybody's wearing two masks on outside. It's like, oh, it feels like a weird zombie apocalypse when I'm around there, man. So I'm actually in Alberta now. I just came to get some fresh air and be with people who still have, that their minds still work because it's not like that in Toronto right now. It's a really weird hive mind of, uh, fear and chaos. Where does Trudeau live? And you know, I love, I actually love Toronto only because I only know Rob Ford and Rob Ford's a badass because he's like the crack smoking mayor of Toronto. Are you a Rob Ford fan? Uh, I, didn't I know he's dead. Politics. I thought the whole story was pretty funny about him smoking crack. And a lot of people, they say that he was like the people's mayor. You, you know, his brother is our uh, premier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His brother is saying yeah, he's the guy. But what was Rob? Rob was the mayor of Toronto, and then Rob died a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now, say his now brother's. The, but is his brother like him? No, uh, he's he's. Really, 
I don't I don't think he's much like his brother, man. People don't they don't seem to like him very much. But Rob Ford, uh, he had a, a big fan base. Doug Ford, he's a fucking tyrant, man. He's brutal. He's like it just lies through his teeth. Every time he gets up and talks, he's got he's got no soul, no heart left. He's he's totally gone, man. He's sold his soul. He's he's the worst. Well, so what do you think about that? Like, like I know this is kind of a big one, but like Adam, are you into like the satanic ritualistic abuse and like all the politicians are evil? Or are you like that deep down the rabbit hole? Because I see you follow a lot of the same stuff and you post the same stuff. So are we the same? Are you the same? I haven't, you know, I haven't looked at you enough. But are you totally woke? Is what I'm asking. Uh, man, I didn't know about any conspiracy stuff until I started looking in like February and March with all this COVID stuff. So I've read about it. Have I had enough time to process and like really get my grips on it? No, <laughs> not even close, man. It's a deep rabbit hole. I'm sure it takes years to really uncover all that shit and try to, you know, get your bearing in there with everything. But I, you know what I am open to? There is a duality of, of good and evil and you can call God and Satan or whatever. I haven't really wrapped my head around it, but you can tell that there's, there's these different energies or forces at play. And for all the best, bright, light, amazing energy, there's like equally fucked up on the other end of the scale. So uh, that, that's pretty much where my understanding is. And I'm trying to learn more about that. Well, you know, here we can get really deep down the rabbit hole, but it's like, you know, let's just kind of start off. I mean, obviously you've looked into it. You're not some baby back bitch. I'm not implying that, but let's start off with the, the restaurant real quick though. Uh, so it says, I, I believe the description said central Texas barbecue. And I live in Texas. You're going to, I have to of course talk about myself. It's my show. Listen, how big of a baby back bitch I am. <laughs> I stopped eating meat a year and a half ago, and I haven't looked back, and I fucking love it. But I have, but I'm not anti-meat. I'm not anti-meat, Adam, because I have cats, and I'm pro-factory farming because I have to feed my cats at meat. But I'm saying, so I'm a bitch-ass. I used to love fucking barbecue. How big of a pussy? I don't even eat meat. That's how woke I am because I'm so... I'm such a bitch ass. I hate that I have a barbecue expert on here and I'm a baby back bitch right now. I feel like I've never felt more emasculated in my life on my show. I feel like a humiliation ritual. And all you do is slap briskets all day. And I used to eat ribs like they're going out of style. But I just had a lot of constipation. And for me, when I stopped eating meat, my digestion's a lot better. So I'm not anti-meat. For me, it's just a poop issue. Maybe you poop better than me, obviously. Just but tell me digestion or anything else? Well, and spiritual. Well, this is why, because, okay, so this is what they say. This is the conspiracy. They say Hillary Clinton and all these people, they like the adrenalized blood of children. And this sounds crazy, but when these cows are factory farmed and they're killed, they're hearing these other cows get slaughtered with them. And so they're, they have adrenaline release and they just releases like all this cortisol and hormones in their blood. That is what they call bad vibrational. It's low vibration. So, like you look at like you look at like a, a, a an eggplant that's grown from the sun. That's a high vibrational food because it was created by God in the earth. But when you look at a cow, you had to kill it to eat it. So it's a low vibrational food. And for me, this sounds crazy. It's also the mental health benefits. But dude, I'm telling you, there's this thing called vegan cats, where it's a white website of just these sick ass cats dying at like three and four years old. Cats have to have meat. I'm not anti-meat. I'm not like a vegan guy that does that. I just I stopped eating meat. I tried it for a month and I never I just said, fuck it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Now now it grosses me out. I look at ribs now and I actually think of the rib cage of an animal. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, uh, Adam, but weird. I kind of went through the same thing last year, man. Like in the, what was it? 
about August 2018, I ate like eight grams of mushrooms by myself in my backyard, had the whole spiritual awakening, man, energy got all lit up, traumas purging out and shit like that. And I definitely started viewing the world in a different way. And since then, I haven't resonated really at all with my own business. I haven't even really been around there very much. It's like, I totally feel you. I, I started going in and smelling the smell and I'm like, oh, it's just, there's something about me making this profit and yeah, like I'm doing, I was anyway, doing really well. Like bought a house, had some kids, everything's going good. I got all the stuff that I need. I bought myself a cottage, but then I'm going into work and I'm like, ah, oh, it, it just didn't feel right anymore, man. Like that just cases and cases and cases and cases of meat just that I didn't kill and I had nothing to do with. And I just throw on a grill, like being so disconnected from the process. I totally get where you're coming from, man. I've, I've given this a lot of thought and I honestly, now I used to do, like so much, like a hundred briskets every day on a busy day, 160 briskets, like so much. And now how many pounds is that? But you're doing like 10 a day, but I want to slow down. I want to go back to when you were talking to bringing all the meat, like how many pounds of meat? Cause when you let's try to, and I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. Think how many dead animals. So thousands of pounds of meat. I know. And it's all factory farmed all in the worst places, unethical treated. Cause it, man, if I used ethical meat, it'd be two and a half times the price. Like, and nobody would pay a hundred dollars for a pound of ethical brisket. Right. So no. I've been thinking about this a lot and now I do 5%, maybe 10% of the sales I did before all this. I'm not mad, man. It's cool. If, if that's not happening anymore, I'm good with it. I actually, I'm out in Alberta and I, and I want to get a ranch and I want to do some of my own cattle because you have to go and kill it yourself and skin it and rip the skin off and cut it apart. And on, I, I don't know if I'm too much of a fucking bitch ass to do that myself. Like I want to go <laughs> find out, like, am I the bitch ass? Like when it really comes down to it, like me, a rifle cow's head, like, can I do this myself and then skin it and cut it open? Uh. Fuck bro. I don't know. I, I don't know. But, and if I can't do that myself, but I'm going to eat it, I'm, I'm a bitch. Dude, see, Adam, you and I are in the same wavelength because if you really think about it, it's like if we had to go out and kill our own food, everybody would be a vegetarian because, like, it's easy for because look, this is what this is, but this is my point I'm trying to make is like when I see a homeless person, I do it itself. I'm in my little Hyundai, even though it's not that bad, it's not hating on my car. I drive by a hundred homeless people a day, I feel nothing. I'm like, you know, oh, I'd like to help them, but oh, you know, poor baby, you know, poor guy, whatever. I see one lost dog or one lost cat, I'm pulling over, I'm driving crazy trying to go save that cat's life, I'm endangering my life. The cat came on the side of the highway, I'm putting rope around my waist and, and you know, like James Bond for a cat but i see a human i don't give two fucks you know and, and i'm not saying i don't care about humans i care about humans but it's our natural instinct to like uh, obsess over animals so if people had to go out there and get the gun and kill bambi they you know less people would be doing it i think eating it for sure and if and if you are still able to do that it's a different process man you're having gratitude for that animal you're going about it in kind of a ritualistic way like you know, giving something positive, like, oh, this thing is now here. It's going to sustain my family. I'm going to piece it up. I'm going to put it in my freezer. We're all going to take sustenance from this for the next couple months. Not just like, oh, this, this one looks, this, you know, tomahawk steak, 84 ounce or this one's great. Let's like, <laughs> like, it's definitely a different mindset for sure. I'm, I'm totally with you, man. I, I, I can't even tell you the last time I ate barbecue at my own restaurant. I think I had a piece of brisket like three months ago. Like just to try it. And then besides that, I, I don't like sit and eat it ever. I, the last time I sat and ate a full meal of barbecue, probably like three years. 
Wow, it's funny you get kind of, I was seeing, that's another reason why I stopped eating meat, dude. I was like losing weight. I was doing the keto diet for like over a year. So I was like extra eating bacon, like for every meal and me, you know, I was overeating meat. So that's why when I stopped eating meat, I felt like probably such a big difference. So that's probably a lot of my fault. I'm really, I'm really, like I said, I'm not anti-meat because I have to have it for my cat. So I have to, like, I'm not a bit, I'm not a, I'm not a hypocrite when it comes to meat. I don't give a fuck. Smoke weeds, do whatever, do cocaine. Yeah, eat whatever. It's, it's, it's. No, I know. So, Adam, so tell me this, though. I want to go back to the story. And, and I see you follow the real Chrissy K. What do you think about the Chrissy K? I love that dude. He's like crushing it now. Uh, uh, but what do you think about him? You know the guy I'm talking about. He has the tattoos on his neck. And now he's like, he was on Rebel TV. He's kind of like the Adamson Barbecue 2.0. He, you know, he's kind of viral right now. You know the guy I'm talking about? I don't really. I don't really watch a lot of them. I think I just followed him, but he had a gym in the UK that he opened, right? No, this is the guy. He's in Canada, and he went viral because he went through the airport, and they gave him a ticket. Oh, no, Let me pull this guy real, real Chris Scott. Real Chris Scott. Yeah, he's badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chris but he's dope, man. He, he's probably in this picture, like that the one that I put up before. He was at my restaurant that day, and honestly... He, he was at the protest rallies. He's been there from the beginning. And that guy used to trigger the shit out of me. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I don't... Yeah, he kind of... Dude, he kind of triggers me a little bit. Cause he, but go ahead. Sorry. But he's cool, but he kind of is triggering. <laughs> he's got the, the, you know, the beautiful teeth and he's all jacked and he does the videos with his shirt off and everything. And you know what? Yeah, totally triggered the hell out of me for a while. But then, you know, I met him a few times. We've spoken a bunch since. I'm actually, I'm doing a live with him tomorrow on Instagram. Me and me and real Chris Scott. He's great, man. Like the guy, absolutely fearless. He's got the balls of steel. You see him in the airport the other day, going up to the cops, going like, "Who? What's your oath? What do you swear to uphold? What is it? Is yeah. it the Constitution?" And like, they won't say anything. And he just goes right at them all. At my restaurant, he was like in a just furious and red face and spitting and like right in a cop's face. He was like right after the staff sergeant. The whole place. It was epic. Well, he's a, he's hardcore here. This is the video. Can you see the screen? This is him. Um, Correct. Yes or no? All of a sudden, you can't answer questions. Oh, I'm gonna ask you one more time. Is your number one priority, your number one oath as an officer, to get that badge, to get that gun, to get that so-called authority you are so happy to wield? Is it not? to uphold our Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which includes Section 6, our freedom of movement, which is also Section B, our livelihood, and pursuit of livelihood, which is our right to work. I am not done, because I'm asking you a question. Ah, uh, hey, he's awesome. Okay, but let, let me show this. So it's to the people at home that don't know, everybody needs to go follow. Well, I'm going to show your account, obviously, but... I'm trying. I, I want to find like a picture of them. Not just. Oh, I guess I just watch any video. The thing is, all these fucking medical strikes. I know as soon as they start talking to him. Hey, hey, look at him right here. This is. <laughs> is this how you? This is your barbecue place here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It. This is awesome. Shit. Why is the volume? Because in order for a judge to do that, they're going to have to publicly declare that these emergency orders have a legal justification to trample more than one of his charter rights. And as we know, in a court of law, you can't say Doug Ford and say, we can't tell you who our experts are and we can't tell you what the data is. No, no, no. You're gonna Wait, have to show who is that girl? Is that his girlfriend? 
I think that's his ex girlfriend, but I, I don't I don't know well enough to say. Dude, if I had I'm just saying, if I had to guess who his girlfriend would be, that is a thousand percent. He would be with some Asian girl. And and you and, and I'm not this isn't dog on, on Chris Sky. Chris Sky's good. But you said his teeth are nice. Dude, it looks like he has an actual piano in his mouth. It looks like he has a whole the whole piano. Is that every time he talks, all I see is a piano going. I mean, they're nice. They're in good order for sure, but there are so much teeth. She has. Look at her teeth. Oh my God! Look at her teeth. They—they're just a millimeter too big, and and I would almost say that to his face. And I have issues too, but they're just. Look at her. Look at that mouth. And this is a, a friendly show. We love you, Chris. simply does not exist. So any judge who tries to side with these fines will basically be eviscerating their judgeship. It'll get appealed. Okay, now let's show let's show Adam some barbecue. Adam. Oh, uh, uh. Hey, go to, you want to see a really good video? Go to, uh, show this one. Go to Evil Hillary. Evil Hillary? Yeah, go to I don't Evil know if Hillary. I've, all right, Devin, Devin Stack. That one there. Let me follow. Go, go back. Oh, this is my person. I gotta follow you on my personal. Sorry, I only follow you on my. Which okay, Evil Hillary. Yeah, go go down to like back to November-ish, and you'll see a video. It's like I don't know. It's, it's a bunch back, and it's it shows all the cops outside the restaurant. It's sweet. Okay, let's see. Way down, way down, way down. Yeah, because so when did you get arrested? November. That's what you went in, right? Is that right? You went in on the week in November, and that's what they got pissed about. November twenty seventh. I went in and uh, yeah, it was on this bullshit order, right? Like, so there's a, there's an act we have here in Ontario. Yeah, there it is with the, with the cop. Where? Where? In the middle. One row. This one? No, what? Oh. It's a, uh, it's in the middle row. One more. There you go. No, I like the, more than one. There you go. The cop. Not this one. Yeah, that one. Bill Gates? The one with the the cop with all the masks or maybe it's oh. a delay or something it's oh there's maybe a delay is this is it this is it this is it okay, this. this was right after okay. right after wow look at that mask with a hole in it that's hilarious hold on Hold on, we gotta go see that guy again. How do I? Oh, I can't rewind. Stand up for your right. Okay, I don't want to get a fucking copyright strike for that audio. But um, okay, so this is it. But look at this guy's mask. Uh, shit, I probably already got one. But who gives a fuck? My show's not monetized. But um, it uh, so this is all because you opened your fucking restaurant and in look at that mask. It's hilarious. So explain what was going on. Obviously, this is some sort of symbol. I mean, you know, this is like all done to just kind of show some sort of force. But dude, w w explain what the fuck is really going on and and like what you think is happening and why 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 they did all this. I mean, like what? Okay, so it's it's pretty obvious, right? The, they've got me on video. Like the first day I did it was a Tuesday, and at the end of the day Tuesday, I'm like. I'm on video on Rebel News saying, hey, I didn't get any fines. I didn't get any charges. You should do this too. You should open up your restaurant. Then on Wednesday, same thing. I get like one ticket and I'm like, everybody open your restaurant. Come on, it's time. Let's go. Like I was trying to start a, I was trying to start a wave. I, I had talked to guys for like months leading up to this, trying to get other people to do it with me. Nobody wanted to. Everybody was too pussy. So 
did it myself and I thought other people would. So on the third day, our mayor says, uh, you know, I hope the city throws the book at him. He says that on like live on TV. The chief medical officer of my city, Eileen Davila, she's the scarf lady. She invoked the Trespass to Property Act on my property, but she can't, like she did it, but you're not supposed to be able to because the only person who can do it is the occupier and the occupier is me. Like I pay the rent, I take care of the place. She has no grounds for saying that she's the occupier of the property, but she did it anyway. The cops listened and just took this order at face value. The public health department hired the police, like paid them all their hourly rates to come in and lock my doors and then arrest me for trespassing on my own property. It was crazy. I, I don't know how they were able to do that. I guess there's enough pull from the mayor and that health department for them to literally break the law to arrest me. It was fucked. Like they were, they were able to come and put concrete blocks in front of my doors. They were able to come and give me their fines every day, but they arrested me for trespassing on my own property instead, brought in the cavalry, did this big, big show. So I would speculate that this is all because they were trying to send a message to everybody else not to open because it, it would have started something, right? So they, they use all these like fear and intimidation tactics, like all the cops. They sent me the bill for the police too for like 180. Shut the fuck up, Adam. Shut your fucking mouth. What kind of, they sent you some Toronto bill from the city of for all those cops overtime? Shut your, what? And, and did you... Did you even show that to an attorney or anything? Did you show that to anybody or you just laugh? They sent me just like a bill. It's like Toronto. Like it looks like you went to like free make an invoice online.com and <laughs> like lame as fuck. No invoice number. It's just like you owe us $187,000 for police and changing your locks. So it said, they, I get this mid-December and it says if you don't pay up by December 31st, we're going to get a court order that, like to take the money out of your bank, I guess. They never got the court order. Never. Like nothing ever happened of it. They haven't tried to follow up and get any of the money from me. It's just like, it's like me sending a letter to you saying you owe me $170,000. Like it's bullshit. It means nothing. But get this. Once I filed my constitutional challenge against the province, and like we have all these experts, they're going to talk about the pandemic and stuff, pandemic. Uh, I did the press conference. All the mainstream media showed up, Global, CTV, CBC. They all showed up and filmed. They didn't report any of it, not a word, because I didn't sound like a fucking idiot. I didn't give them anything to work with. The next day, an independent place put it up. It got half a million views on Facebook in a couple hours. And then the establishment media all came out with the story about that invoice. They're like, Adamson Barbecue owner gets $187,000 fine. This was two and a half months later. Well, no shit. They, they... Well, and did they get a copy of it? Did you ever give them a copy? I bet they wanted a copy of that invoice so bad. You should have sold them. You should have said, here, I get it. Oh, they had it? They got it from the, they got it. This story was pushed out to smash my press release story. It's the information warfare, right? So they, they just put it out because my, my press conference was getting so much hype online. So they put this thing out to scare everybody again and go, oh, you're going to get billed $185,000 too if you choose to do this. Yes, they're, they're fucking animals, man. You, you know what they're doing. Dude, I know, but I mean, they call that trauma-based mind control to scare everybody else, but you were the only one that would open up. I don't even know why they need to scare anybody because everybody's under a spell. So it's like, especially in Canada, so you're telling me Toronto is probably the ultra-liberal, freakiest uh, mask people, I'm sure, in Canada, right? Yeah, it's it, well, I, I haven't been to like 
uh, Montreal. I think it's pretty bad there too. It seems like that whole like Eastern region, like Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal is like really bad. Uh, I went and I'm out here in Calgary right now and it's chill, man. People are like, it's so nice. It's a breath of fresh air. People are all smiling and happy and good, good vibes everywhere, man. Like a lot less compliance at the stores. When I go in the store, there's, you know, a bunch of other people with medical exemptions too. So it's, it's nice. Yeah, that's what I that's what I've been saying. And now in Texas, like they they lifted the mask mandate, so it's just they can't really give you any shit for it. So it's a blessing here in Texas. Um, but still, dude, it's still everybody's still doing it. So it's not really it's for me. It like what I'm saying is every time I like want to enjoy it, I'm like shit. All these people could easily just be like, I don't really want to put it on, and nobody really argue them too much. And they still are doing it to either virtue signal or actually wearing it out of fear. And I think it's both. Do you think it like did it change much when the when the mandate was dropped? Did a lot did a lot of people take them off? Not really. No, I have not noticed a huge. But I haven't really been wearing it at all. I mean, I you know I guess I have noticed like a lot of people just at work like working type places. I noticed like wearing them on their chin and stuff. Like I feel like maybe bosses are less strict. You know, it was if because I went in everywhere, but like. I don't know how to explain it, but the vibe has not changed very much. Maybe a little bit, just a little. Uh, but dude, it sucks. And this is my question. News, man. That's, that's it's, horrible. I thought, I thought it would be like, it'd be like the home of the free, like finally. But I guess if you really fucking hated the thing that much, you just would have claimed to be exempt before, right? Exactly. And that's what I've been doing. And like, dude, I even, even the other day I had to go pick up a part for this microphone and it was in Mesquite. And Mesquite's like even like this conservative part of Dallas. And I watched him, no mask, nobody said anything, but I only saw one other person without a mask. And it was like this like heavy Latina woman that probably just didn't wear a mask because she was probably couldn't help. She couldn't breathe. She probably had a serious medical condition. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think she, she probably needed it. I think she needed the wheelchair, the electric wheelchair, but it was out of battery. She was struggling. But other than that, I mean, everybody had a mask on and, and this is like a hickish kind of place. So, dude, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope because also in Dallas, we have this governor, Eric Johnson, who's just, you know, of course, ultra ultra liberal. And I'm liberal, dude. I'm not like some conservative Trump daddy guy. I mean, I kind of like Trump. But what I'm trying to say is it's the virtue signaling and it's big pharma is controlling the narrative. So, dude, we're fucked because all these people and all these liberal, I'm just saying they're going to do whatever the media tells them to do. And that's mask up. So this is my question is how long do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's literally going to be forever for that for 10 years from now? Are we still going to be, no, I'm serious in 10 years from now. And if I want to go get a tofu brisket at Adamson's tofu restaurant, listen, Adam, I got you already the idea. We already got a restaurant idea real quick. We're going to order. It's called mama John's, uh, uh, vegan pizza, and it's and instead of Papa John's, it's Mama John's, made from Mother made from Mother Earth for Mother Earth. This is what I'm talking about. Forget that. Forget Mama John's pizza. Forget that idea. That's the Shark Tank. This isn't Shark Tank. This is the Adam Skelly interview. Uh, how long are we going to be wearing masks for ten years from now? Oh man, I, I want to put out hope. Let's manifest some positivity, man. It's it's one year, and they're all off. Come on, the truth comes out. You think I do actually think some truth would come out, but this is what I'm saying is people are so socially engineered to do something. I bet there's some habit form. It's like your seatbelt. They used to tell me in driver's ed, just buckle your seatbelt every day for a month and it'll become a habit. And it did. And that kind of worked. So it, we're habit. We're, we're habitual individuals. So like some people are going to, they're going to hide behind the mask. I went on, I went on vacation and I went to Kelowna and my wife was like, can we just not like, 
for for a bit and i just wanted it to be chill so i started putting it on just for like what we were <laughs> yeah for on a vacation let's get hey 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 and I'm, nobody's gonna bust your balls adam because occasionally i'd have to go to bank of america and they they used to bitch and moan about my medical exemption so a couple times i put on the mask listen we have we live in a society sometimes we had to fucking put on we're anti-mask as possible sometimes you have to fucking put it on and, and do their fucking games just to get along so our nights are ruined so i get it you know you don't have to we don't need to virtue signal ourselves to death you don't have to explain yourself yeah, I don't think we should do that just once in a while because you do it once and then the next time it's just a little bit easier. Oh, I know, I know, but I'm saying under certain circumstances, you're right, you're right. You open the door, but so you disagree. But dude, I'm saying sometimes, like, like I, I went on a flight one time and I wore it. Now I'm refusing to fly for it. So this is I'm having this existential nightmare. Do I want to put on the mask and actually go on a trip again, or do I not? And so, dude, it just sucks, and they're winning. They win. So, obviously, I'm as anti-mask as possible. But, dude, if you're fucking on a trip with your wife, and to go on the trip, you have to put on a mask for an hour on the plane. That sucks, fucking dick. So be it. Life, you don't want to ruin your life. See, I'm letting them ruin my life, but luckily, I've, uh, I'm married to a male cat. So, I don't have anything else to do. I don't have anybody or anything to do. So, it's okay that I don't travel, Adam. You know, I, I went on the plane, right? And we went, we go there and I, I wear the stupid thing. My wife got one that's basically made out of fucking nylon. So it doesn't do anything. But anyway, I put it on and I, I had a bag of sunflower seeds. So I just sat there, I ate my sunflower seeds. It was chill, nobody cared. And then on the flight back, I got on the plane and the flight attendant recognized me. And right off the bat, she was like, like just fucking staring me down. You know, when they get- What up, airline? I know, but what airline was it? It was a- it was, well, they've given me a fucking settlement, so I shouldn't say, but fucking air camera. Okay. So, oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you know when they're like miming the thing, like take the mask, pull it down, put it on, like this. She's like, as she's miming it, she's just like fucking staring at me because I'm sitting there eating snacks, right? So anyway, she comes over, she's yelling, she's got all the other flight attendants. This is before we've even taken off the plane. She's like, you can't just eat the whole flight. I said, so how long am I allowed to eat for? She's like, only 15 minutes. Like, show me where it says only 15 minutes. Like, is there a rule? And this other lady's like, no, it's half an hour. I'm like, it's cool. Just show me your little regulation where it says how long. Anyway, I, I end up, my wife is like pissed. I'm making a scene. Everybody's yelling. So I put the mask on and as we're descending, I, t I put it down because I think the guy's hiding, right? I think he's at the back of the plane, but he comes by, he sees me and I'm eating some peas and he starts yelling at me, put your mask on, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. So I just kept eating my peas in front of him. They threatened to call the cops like five times. He's like, we're doing it. I already called the, I already called the captain. The police are going to be waiting. The flight attendants tried to block us from getting off the plane. They're like linked arms in the aisle. I'm like, am I being detained? They're like, no. So I just pushed through them, bring my family out. And there's no police, nothing. Like I, I was getting my, my baggage. I waited for 15 minutes, no cops. They just yelled and lied like five times that they were gonna call the cops and there was no cops. It was so weird. Dude, wait, what the fuck? And I, that's what I did on the plane. I crunched up some chips, so I constantly was eating chips. But, dude, I hate doing all their life. I hate always telling people I have a medical condition, but I guess I am, like, mentally ill, basically, so I probably do have a medical condition, so I don't have to fake that too much. But, dude, so you're telling me they just mind-fucked you like that, trying to fuck you over and scare you? I tried to. They didn't fucking work. Those, You know what they are, man? They're sky tube cracker giver outers. That's what they are. Yeah, and, and they've really been, there's been so, so much like combative issues. That's like the second most viral video place other than the grocery store is like 
people getting kicked off planes and you know the new world order the elitist or whatever that they're they're just laughing it's like when they we fight over toilet paper like oh no i gotta take a shit i'm gonna fuck beat your ass so i can have this toilet paper to, for my asshole for the apocalypse dude it's just sad that's like the, the last uh, uh decency of humanity is on an airline is an airplane everybody's scared and instead of like instead of like helping people's anxiety they're just increasing it on a plane when you should be the most relaxed by like staring at you making you feel like shit because you don't have a constant diaper over your hole hey, how retarded is it that people still even use toilet paper honestly what do you have the bidet are you adam is that are you a bidet man is that what i'm hearing is that what it is well, aren't you like, you know, I'm a barbarian. I'm a barbarian. I just use my hand and then I let the cats lick it off my hands. But other than that, no, no, dude, what I'm saying is, gosh, you know, I do need to have the add on. Everybody's about the bidet add on. Do you have the add on or do you have the built in Mr. Skelly? This is a hardcore. This is I'm not. Look, man, maybe, maybe had I opened up my third restaurant, I would have been, uh, you're rich enough to buy this separate unit, like the separate fixture and like install it in a house. Cause I don't live in France. So we don't have those or Japan. So I have the $40 add on from Amazon. Perfect. Well, shit. Well, now I need to order one. Okay. Well guys, and then we've already talked about poop about digestion. We might as well talk about this, you know, and you do recommend that. What about the squatty potty? A lot of people say the squatty potty. I don't use the squatty potty. Have you ever heard that though, Adam? I, my brother-in-law put one at my in-law's house, like at, at the parents. And I tried it once. It didn't really seem like it made much of a difference for me. Either way, I'm, I'm just in it for the, uh, the icy cold anal blast. It's just, is it better cold? You, I thought you might want room temperature, so it's cold. Is it better cold? Wow. This is Adam, the things we learn on the conspiracy castle. What, you have like a, a room temperature water storage tank in your in your place? Well, you're in Texas. I, warm anyway. I'm saying I guess I don't. I mean, the water is naturally a little cold, but I mean, uh, what the dude? Okay, this show is off the rails. I love it, Adam. See, I love where your head's at. You're a beautiful young man. I can see why you're such a popular individual. You are very funny. So, okay, so tell me what's the plan now? So, what's the new plan for you in freaking? Uh, you, did you say Alberta? 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 Is that right? Yeah, I'm in Alberta. Uh, my my restaurants are just floating along in Toronto. I've got one and a half of them open. Uh, one of my main location, my big successful one that I started with, uh, the city managed to shut that down over a zoning infraction that's like literally five years old and it's tied up in bureaucratic process. I've gone to court for it every year for the last five years. They've never shut me down for it. They just give me like a $500 fine. And they say, oh, soon this won't be tied up in bureaucratic process anymore, so we'll let you keep operating for now. But then when I challenged them, uh, I lost that uh, friendliness, I guess, from the zoning department. And so they've, they've got me shut down, but I just got a food truck and I put it outside and that's legal. Then they came by and they like threatened to impound the food truck because it was encroaching on city property because it's at the bottom of the driveway. So we tucked it up in by the building, took up the measuring tape. We were safe by two inches. They came by, they brought their measuring tapes. Nope, couldn't bust me. So the food truck is still operational, but we're just making like French fries. It sucks. Nobody buys the food anymore because my customers all think I'm a grandma killer and a total psycho. So there's not much barbecue happening. So I came out to Alberta to hang out, snowboard, have, have a nice time with my family for a couple months. And uh, I, all the court stuff that I have, it's all by Zoom anyway. So it doesn't matter. I just hop on the call. I did one the other day while I was snowboarding. I was like at the bottom of the hill doing a court call. It's great. I love the new Zoom court. 
That's what Chris Sky said. He said if you get one of those tickets, you just go to the Zoom court and they drop it on Zoom. So, dude, that's probably the future of Canada. Do you think they'll ever stop doing Zoom court in Canada? No, they've abandoned the courts. The courts are toast. They're definitely going to move to a new system and probably like an administrative uh, penal system where you're guilty until proven innocent. You won't be able to invoke the charter. It's going to be like they, they've already done this in some countries around the world. I'm sure that's coming next year. Like, they, what are they going to They're going to bring everybody back into the courts. Nah, it's already been transitioned to online. I don't think it's going back. Wow. So, you, I mean. Do, do they ever ch change these things back? Like, no, do with the they make a change, they don't go back. It's never temporary. No, no, no. But, dude, explain to me this because now because they don't have that totally set up, like they're doing some Zoom stuff. My dad's in the bail bond business. I have my bail bond license, so you know, I kind of deal with it a little bit. But, dude, I wonder, like, on murder charges, I guess people are just going to be in the jail and they're just going to Zoom them from the jail and do their trial, like, with jurors on Zoom. I mean, dude. I'm just trying to think of the like the big long-term macro picture of like the, the criminal justice system all done on Zoom and why an excuse why it shouldn't be done that way. And I can't think of any. I can't think of any you know excuse. I mean, it shouldn't be done like that way because it's sick. But there's no way a person's not going to argue. Oh well, if it's easier and gets a court system faster, we can put people in jail faster. Let's fucking do it like this. Yeah, of course we'll lose access to the public courthouses. So I don't know anything about the judicial system in the U.S., but here in Canada. You can go and file a private prosecution, right? Like walk into a courthouse. Like those are those are public buildings. You're supposed to be able to just go in, same day, drop off some paperwork, get a justice of the peace to look at it. They'll be like, yeah, this looks like a valid prosecution. We'll call a warrant for somebody to come in and, and speak to something, right? They shut down that whole process because so many people are trying to uh, start private prosecutions against these politicians and the health officials. So they've shut it down. You can't file a private prosecution. They, they call that civil suit. They call it a civil suit. It's not a criminal suit here in America where that's a civil suit. So so you can't even file what we would call a civil suit. You guys call it, say it again, the word even they said it a bunch. What's it called? Yeah, a the, private? Like the, the guys who are trying to file them against the politicians, they won't even accept the paperwork. It's just like you're not coming in. They're, they're not having it. You can, and if you try to serve them online, they just won't accept it. It'll all just reject. So they're they're protecting the, the politicians and the bureaucrats big time up here the the people are saying my audio is a lot louder than yours i'm so let me turn up the gain okay guys tell me in the chat if the audio if sorry i got this microphone it's not you it's not you it's me this microphone i got is really badass and it's really high powered so i just got it so sometimes it's with the different depending on the zoom guests it's louder quiet sorry about that but dude okay you're telling me the future is I'm going to go to jail over Zoom and they're going to come to my house in my underwear and lock me up and throw me in the meat wagon. Is that what's going to happen in America, Adam? Because you guys are kind of like the beta testing ground for America. Well, that's a little bit of a, a stretch, man. I, I can't say that. You can. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay, but hey, so Trudeau's dad. What do you think about Trudeau's dad? Is he a scumbag New World Order guy? What, what's the deal with Trudeau's dad? Oh, buddy, this is... Uh, how can you deny it? You look at the pictures, man. Fuck, like, come on, look at the picture of his mom or his. Look at the picture of fucking Trudeau Senior and look at the picture it, of Castro. It has to be Castro. To each other, bro. You look in their eyes when when she's gazing at Fidel holding Justin. Come on, it's gotta be. But how come we gotta do a DNA test? Somebody's gotta get a swab and just and do it because Fidel's brother's alive, right? We gotta be able to do this. Okay, okay, and then let me show you this. Now I'm gonna go to Fidel. Let me share my screen. So I saw another good one. This is supposedly uh, share. I don't know if you guys can see this. 
No, can you see this James Hewitt? Are you looking at that? Yeah, I don't know who that. Oh, Prince Harry. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me let me add something for the crowd. So this guy James Hewitt is actually supposedly um, uh, uh, Prince Harry's real dad because he was. Um, <clears throat> He was Princess Diana's writing partner. Now look how much they look alike. Do they look? I mean, they look. This isn't a good one. They, they posted a picture of him earlier, but dude, these two are like. I got to I got to show you this image. I mean, they are spitting images. But but while I have him up, let's pull up Castro and let's go, Castro and Trudeau. Look at this. I mean, dude, they look identical. Can you see that, Adam? I. It seems a hell of a lot more likely than Trudeau Senior, and you got to tell the people what you know about uh, about Margaret and her history, uh, Margaret Trudeau. What's a little bit? What she spent time as a socialist in Cuba or something? What was it again? Uh, no, that I, I didn't hear about that at all. But there's like they basically wrote love letters to each other, man. There's like inner memoirs. Uh, her talking about Fidel and Fidel saying shit like, oh, I, I look at the sun every day to train my eyes, but nothing's as, as difficult to look at as the, than the blue in your eyes or something like that. Okay, so but, uh, so wait, so what, she was already married to Trudeau, and so this, so she had met him like diplomatically, and that's where this, the, the love affair supposedly happened? Look, this is him meeting him. This is him with him, right? Yeah. That's his dad then. And he was crying at his funeral, like when when Fidel died. J Justin was involved. Shut the fuck up, dude! Shut the fuck up, Adam. You're telling me his bitch ass was crying? Yeah, man, it's it's fucking weird, dude. And I mean, look at what he's doing to the country. He's doing some commie shit, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, uh, I just can't believe that he was crying at Trude. Shut the fuck up that he was crying at, at, at Castro's funeral. I don't know. I didn't hear that. I'm a conspiracy nut. Trudeau cry. What, what excuse would he cry at Fidel Castro's fucking funeral? What the fuck is Fidel Castro? I mean, he's this. I mean, he's the. What? He's a Cuban revolutionist or whatever. I mean, I mean, what? Why would Canada be indebted to? Why would he? Dude, no. This is okay. This is annoying. This is annoying as fuck that people can't see this shit. Uh. What's going on, dude? You there, Adam? Oh, I'm still here, buddy. What's going on? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what's going on? Canada is the real... And, and, okay, what do you think about Barack and Michelle Obama? Do you think Michelle Obama was born a boy? I, this one... Have you... I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But there's... it's. I, this is my favorite most hilarious conspiracy theory and watching that video of Joan Rivers say everybody knows she's a tranny and then dies like a week later. Yeah. That's too much, man. And then there's a video on, uh, that I saw somewhere of like Michelle on Ellen, which is the ball swing in the pants, <laughs> just knocking against the dress over and over. It's too funny. I, I don't know one way or another, man, but the video, this one is fucking hilarious. This one makes me cry. The idea of that being true, fuck it, it's funny. And how many times Rock's like, oh, uh, Michael, I mean, Michelle. 
<laughs> a bunch, a bunch of fucking times. Hey, what do you think people in Canada, do they love Obama? Like, is, is Canada overall overall pretty liberal or is it 50-50 like the Calgary gas people versus like the liberal left? What, what's like the breakdown in Canada? You got like the NDP, which are pretty much liberals. You got the conservatives are in Alberta and then uh, Ontario is super liberal. And then there's more NDP to the east in the in the Maritimes. But uh, yeah, man, they love they love Obama. It was the best thing ever to have a black president. It was like they're not they're not racist for saying that at all. But having the the black president is that guy could do no wrong. What do you think? What's the deal with like um, kind of like the Canada? This is gonna gonna make fun of me. The Canada culture vulture of America because a lot of the pundits during this last election that were the biggest Trumpers were Canadians. What's that all about? I'm just saying like that. I feel like you know Canadians love Trump. I mean, not all of them because it's very liberal. But did you know what I'm talking about, Adam? Do you notice that a lot of Canadian influencers? No. You don't know anyone like Ian Michael no. Miles Chong. I think he's Canadian and likes uh, Trump. I feel like there's a lot of Trump love from Canada. Trump or infant syndrome is like really strong Where with everybody I know in Toronto, all my employees, all the people who, who I see, my family, friends, like Trump or infant syndrome is real here. Like you, you see, I'm Canadian Trump to the people in Toronto. Like they're, all the comments, oh, you must be a Trump supporter. You opened your restaurant and like, Oh, you, you're queuing on. It's, it's well. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay, okay. Well, that's what I hate to cut you off. So there are Trump supporters though in Canada, like they, because obviously they think you're MAGA. Like there are other, there are MAGAs in Canada. You know what I mean? Oh, Which I didn't are, expect these to. Are, these, are, these are fans. These are people. I know these are anti-MAGA. But I'm saying if they're labeling you MAGA, that means there's, they're labeling other people MAGA. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Like there has to be Ma Canadian MAGAs, and I can't believe that exists. I can't believe in the world a guy, and I love the guy. He grabs by the pussy, whatever. He's probably an elitist Illuminati, and Trump is not. Our friend, he sells vaccines for a living. He became a vaccine salesman. But I'm saying he's still likable because he's like grabs by the pussy and does shit like that. It's just funny to think there's a MAGA coalition, and there is. Maybe small. I thought it was bigger than that. I but there is some. Small, man, but at some of the rallies downtown, there's Trump flags and mega hats and stuff. And somebody gave me a. They mailed it to my restaurant. Actually, it was pretty cool. They mailed me a. It was like a mega hat, but it said, uh, "Make Trudeau teach drama again." So that was pretty cool. So he, is that what he was a drama teacher when he wore blackface like that? Is that what he was teaching? He was a drama teacher, and like last last year, or no, the the year before his reelection, or the year of his reelection. He settled a, like a multi-million dollar lawsuit with the parent of a kid that he allegedly banged one of his students when she was 16 or 14 to 16 or something like that. So he took one of his, uh, his drama school students and then settled for millions of dollars out of court before the election because they didn't want it to come out. So that doesn't come out. That's just like Hunter Biden. You know, there's pictures of his ding dong, Joe Biden's son, all over the Internet. All these pictures of him smoking crack. And you're telling me Trudeau has like a settlement that's like open knowledge that supposedly was from his teaching days like this? Or is, I mean, is this what you're saying? Not that open, but I've, I've read about it. Check it out. Not that open, but I'm saying it's a thing that exists and like you've seen it in the ether. You've read it like this. That makes me sick. I'm actually having like kind of an existential thing. You're telling me he is arguably like a pedo himself. 
you're you're not telling me you're surprised right now, are you? No, I'm not. But I just didn't know. I know he did the blackface. I know he, I'm not surprised with that. I just didn't hear. I didn't know that he actually settled the law. I feel like I'm hip to everything. I know. I just I didn't know he settled a sexual lawsuit. How the fuck did he ever win the Canadian uh, prime minister at all? I mean, with, I thought there's social justice. Wouldn't they say, oh, he's a molester? Nah, they, they would never believe him. And he does the beautiful hair and he's, you know, the, the women all like, we got a lot of women votes. Hey, what I ask you something? So you're, you're in Texas. Yes. How was with that big storm that you got? Oh, dude, listen to this, Adam. Okay, dude, Texas, with this storm, and I'm not a snow expert at all, but like I've been skiing. I've been places where there's snow. Dude, it wasn't even that bad. I mean, it was eight inches, but Dallas is, the infrastructure here is so pathetic that every pipe possible burp burst every pipe burst all these pipes under the highway under the roads there was just water and flooding everywhere because we're not used to this cold weather so we've had just these pipes that are just old and old and old at least like with other places where it gets frozen like it's the pipes that are you know vulnerable break so they fix them like every year after year we all these vulnerable pipes broke at the same time so some streets were not only was it freezing outside from the the heart from the weather technology that they're probably put on us because we've never had it literally my dad's life my life it's never snowed like this but dude all the power was fucking out and Every pipe was burst. A pipe burst at my house. I didn't have water for five fucking days. I was shitting in my neighbor's... What, Sky Bear, shut the fuck up. My cat's going to... I was uh, putting water in a bucket and pouring it in my toilet to go number two. Think about that, dude. That's how weak we are. Shit. So what's it... You don't have insulation. Well, I guess all the heat went off and it wasn't as cold. It never gets that cold, I guess, eh? Yeah, and let me get my cat. Oh, Sky Bear. Dude, it never. I'm telling you. Okay, Adam. Okay, so you're you're a Central Texas barbecue expert. You don't know a lot. Of, do you know anything about Texas? Have you spent any time in Texas? I, I've been down a couple times just to visit and do the barbecue tour and, and and just you know do tourism stuff. But yeah, you tell me. No, no. I want to tell you about Texas, but I want to. Add, that's the first question I meant to ask you. So you're a barbecue guy in Canada. Why Texas barbecue and not like Carolina barbecue? Like you know what I mean? Like what makes it Texan? That, that's my serious question. No, no, no. I don't know. I'm saying why. Well, what's the difference? Texas what makes barbecue supreme? Texas I agree. I agree. I think so. But why? What makes supreme style? Why? Because it's done with care and love, and it's not just thrown on and smothered in sugar and corn syrup. It's the salt, the pepper, and they cook it just right, and the and the oak and the mesquite. It's they they've been doing it that way forever. It's the German, the German style, right? The German Czech, the sausage making, the butchery. It's like the the wave that Aaron Franklin started uh, in Austin with this craft barbecue, like that that he brought up from the places in Lockhart. It's just the best, and people have taken it and just been absolute perfectionists at trimming it just right and seasoning it just right and smoking it and rendering the fat just right and keeping your fire nice and clean. Like guys just do it with such care and skill in central Texas. Whereas a lot of other places, it's like throw it on mop sauce on it, take it off. Like Texas, Texas barbecue is supreme hundred percent. Wow. So you know even more about barbecue than me because like I always would have thought I'm such a fat ass. Like I don't eat me anymore. I, and I love Texas barbecue, but I'm such a fat ass. I love the slathered in sugar style barbecue. You know what I mean? And I love Texas. I know. I know you're going to make fun of me. It's just like I love fucking barbecue sauce. I love ketchup. I love sweet sauces. I'm a fucking fat ass sugar tooth. Uh, and so it's just funny that like I agree that Central Texas, Texas, I'm in Dallas, but I think Austin, you know, is like the epicenter of this barbecue culture. So I don't even want to talk shit on that. That's the best. But um, I'm saying it's pretty similar that you're right. It's not a bunch of sauce. Like, you know, you, you, like the sauce is kind of secondary in Texas barbecue compared to like 
Carolina barbecue, but fuck, uh, what other barbecue, I guess, is there, like, other than Texas to compete with? Like, what kind of international barbecue is good? Like, I love Korean barbecue. Uh, you ever eat Korean barbecue where they cook it at the table? Really? Oh, that's fun. You get to do it yourself and put the little pieces on. That's nice. And then you got, like... What's the what's the one the Italian one Scatabucci or something like that? I haven't done it. Oh, what? Yeah, actually, I have had it like as an appetizer of that. What? So, what other grilling cultures are there? Does the Chinese or Japanese have some? I guess the Japanese have gotten a steak at a Japanese place. Japanese, you get your wagyu, and they have like nice and thin, and they do it on the super hot charcoal, like a thousand degrees, and you have like little pieces. And in South America, they do the, you know put a fire that's like across a field and they just lean up a hundred sides of beef along it. And they, they cook it all day over an open pit and they have these big parties, thousand people come by and they all eat. There's all sorts of barbecue is awesome. Man. It's brought people together. Like I'm sure since, since we were here, right. Grilling up some of our, uh, our catches over the fire. Yeah. Man. No, I got people, I got people that are like ultra Christians that say when they go to heaven, you go to heaven and suppose you have a barbecue with Jesus. Like that's what they say. Have you ever heard that one? I've no, I swear that's that. how that's how they describe it. They describe it. I don't know. They describe it. It's like supposedly eating food with Jesus and stuff. I don't know. I could be wrong. Somebody, some Christian guy's gonna kill me in the chat. But that's just what I've heard. I'm the secondhand knowledge. Um, okay, but no, I want to go back to that meat though. Like, like you know that wagyu beef is like whatever, a hundred some dollars a gram. You know, it's ridiculous prices. But explain the quality of meat and the difference. And I know this isn't some boring meat show, but like, what makes it what makes the biggest difference? Could you take a shitty piece of meat and, and cook it slow and actually make it taste good, or is that is you just can't even turn shit into shit? sugar when it comes to uh, bad quality of meat well for the, the type of meat that we do it's like the the whole game is taking the fat and rendering it out uh so you need to do that under the right the right atmosphere right so if, if you take a brisket which is all full of this fat like it's tough the connective tissue and you just like throw it in an oven at 400 for a couple hours you just make the whole thing like it kind of like seizes up. You want to like baby it nice and slow and you let that fat slowly come up to the temperature and then it slowly renders and like hydrates the meat with all its juices. So when you do the big long cooks, you know, like the brisket and stuff, we do it for a really long time, low temperature, start it low anyway and like temper it and bring it up slowly, like baby it. Like if, if you wanted to boil yourself or cook yourself, or you're just going to like jump into the fire. You're going to like slowly nice and with care right? <laughs> you want to cook yourself not even worse i cook myself this is my husband i can never cook him scarberry he didn't say that all right go ahead go ahead i'd cook myself first okay okay so you do low and slow we know that's a classic barbecue technique low and slow but but uh uh, uh but you can't turn a piece of shitty meat like so when you're buying meat let's say they say the 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 meat at the taco the jack-in-the-box tacos is like grade f do you get like a grade is your meat like grade a i mean is that how it comes yeah, when you're buying a bulk like that well prime like so it's the letters of the grading which is like you're like cat food and dog food and you know yeah. uh super ultra processed shit and then you get into like the usda grades you have whatever select choice and then prime and we always do the prime because we, we try to make it the best we try to make the best barbecue so use the best meat uh, so you're cooking the prime meat Oh, we're cooking with prime of course. Always. Nothing short of prime for our briskets. Yeah. Pay pay big money for it. 
And, but and then, and so what's what's even more than the ultra prime though? If you got the fucking grass fed, it's two and a half times more for the meat. It's that much more. Well, no, no, grass fed. That's grass fed's good and it's supposed to be healthy for you. But grass doesn't make the cow fatty. And those grades talk about the intramuscular marbling. So they cut a piece open and they look at it, and if it's got a ton of fat, like high concentration of fat, then you're good and you got a higher grade. But if you if you uh, feed the cows only grass they don't get fatty they get a different taste and apparently it's healthier for you but that that would actually be you rarely do you find high grade grass-fed beef wow because it doesn't taste as good i didn't even think i'm saying adam i'm learning new shit every day so the grass-fed hoe fat-ass cows aren't fat enough okay another cooking thing so what's the difference between the st louis style ribs and the baby back ribs because the st louis style ribs have the tendons in it how how do you get around those tendons how do they do that at those barbecue restaurants that was like three different questions but I'm saying, okay, first question, how do you get rid of those tendons in the St. Louis in the St. Louis style ribs? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay, so you can either eat around them. Those are the, the rib tips. So some people like that. They, like, eat the bark, and they like, get all the little gristle, and it's kind of fun. Like, you pick up, you know, yeah. chew it all up, or you just cut it off before you cook it, and then you have, like, uh, St. Louis style ribs. Sometimes they leave a little bit on St. Louis style, but you have, like, a spare rib with all the tips, and you trim it down, and then you get your – St. Louis. And then the baby back is like a different part. So the, the spare comes from like here and then around the side is the baby back like the curved part of the rib. That's the, that's the baby back rib where it goes around the back and it's more, more curved. And that's a more delicious rib. That's the more Flintstone rib. So where's the tomahawk in relation? Is that not better? Is that not the more flight? So, you know, you're the barbecue expert, Adam, you tell me, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, uh, barbecue god uh, Skelly. What you're telling me that does the St. Louis, the St. Louis has a better flavor? Because I'm a dark meat chicken guy. I'm a dark meat guy. So wouldn't the ribs, the baby back, kind of have like a dark meat kind of flavors profile to you? <laughs> this is the weirdest interview I've done, man. I love what do you mean? I know, I'm a weird guy. This is a conspiracy oh, castle. I like, I like the fatty ribs. I like the fatty ribs, so I go for the I go for the side, the St. Louis, that 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 type. The the back ribs are a little bit more lean. So maybe if you're a dark meat chicken kind of guy, you look a little leaner. You go for the uh, you go for the back ribs. It's not as juicy, but they're, they're still good though. They're still good. I respect your opinion, Alex. Adam, you make me feel so good, even though we differ on everything. You go, this is the weirdest interview. Good, and it hasn't even been that weird. This has been a normal fucking interview. I was worried that we we're gonna get like all into the woods with a bunch of Rona and shit, and I was gonna get like a medical misinformation strike. I always do. But no, this isn't. I know this is weird, but I like that you're a barbecue extra. You own a barbecue restaurant. You're a restaurant tour. I think that's awesome. A lot of people don't have the balls to do that. And like, I have friends that I went to high school with that, you know, open restaurants, some to open that are successful, some to close. But like, um, I'm just saying, it's a lot of hard work. People don't give you a lot of credit for doing that. You got to freaking have a recipe. You got to make some shit that people actually want to eat because a lot of people are selling shitty food. Uh, so how did you even get into it? How did you have the balls? Like, were you a nut? Were you a, 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 like in the in the kitchen all the time? Were your parents cooks? What the? F how did you figure out you like to cook? Well, I was just doing the backyard. It was like my excuse to hang out on the weekends and not have to go do anything. So I was just cooking briskets and pork shoulders and, you know, chicken and stuff like that in the backyard. I made a website. Uh, that I would do catering and I just stole pictures from all the best barbecue places in Texas. Shout out Franklin barbecue. I uh, eventually replaced those photos with my own pictures of amazing smoked meat, but I got a bunch of business. We got a food truck. We turned the food truck into a catering company and then uh, turned that into a restaurant a couple of years later. Just, just winged it, man. Just went for it, sent it. 
it was uh, successful. I noticed that the barbecue places in Toronto were honestly pretty garbage. It was all like bars and like little snack food and like hors d'oeuvres and shit like that. It was, it wasn't really like a barbecue restaurant. So I opened like, well, maybe like the second, another guy came in and then he went out of business in like a year and he's a big hater of mine. So, haha. And uh, then we did ours and we, we like did a big, like big cafeteria style, big warehouse. And it just went really well, man. People loved it. The Texas barbecue, it's like taking off. You, you see it all around the U.S., Canada, around the globe. It's a really popular style of food. It's just only getting exposure now, really. And then, but you don't do it by weight or do you do it by weight? Because that's one of the biggest ripoffs. Yeah. That- no, that's why you're a rich man, Adam. Adam, I didn't know I was talking to Donald Trump Jr. over here. So you are part of the resistance. See, Adam, I love you, brother, but that's what we don't agree on anything already. Already we're fighting. Well, because you, you buy the pound, bro. You get exactly what you want. You want like a one slice of fatty and two slices of uh, make it just the way you uh, want it. Hey, you, you go into the jeweler and you're like, hey, I need to get a diamond ring for my for my cat. Uh, but I want the biggest one, but don't weigh it. Fuck you. <laughs> I know. I know. And you're right. As a, as a salesman, the, the, the real deal barbecue places in Texas do it by the pound. That's how you do it. That's that's the authentic way to do it. But see, I, I'm in Texas. I'm white trash. I grew up going to the Chinese buffets with my dad. So we like to go to the Dickies where you, you, know, you, know, where you get it by the sandwich. Well, do you guys sell it by the sandwich? You sell it by the sandwich. You don't charge by the pound. You can buy a sandwich, but then you got yeah. guys like Alex here coming in and like we do the chop brisket, right? So the slices that didn't look just nice and pretty that for that we'd sell for $30 a pound. We like, we chop it up and we put it in a thing. We put in a little bit of sauce to make it good, like edible for a sandwich. And then people come in and they're like, oh, but I want like two big slices of fatty brisket on there. I'm like, but bro, that would be like, you know, probably 20 bucks if I sold you by the pound and you want me to just throw that on a sandwich for you for $12? No. These people coming into these barbecue restaurants trying to finesse the game. Me? See me? I love this. I love you. Tell me about the more finessing because this is, I know another way they finesse you at these places in Texas, you get the free white bread. So you just get the meat and then you get the white bread and all the pickles. And and, and I've, I've been a victim of this when I was younger. I grew up eating barbecue. I don't do it anymore, but you'd eat like a thousand pickles. You eat like all that. So do you have the, do you have the bread and the accoutrement and explain the biggest, uh, who are the worst ghost people, the biggest barbecue snobs that like try to rip you off? I love hearing that kind of shit. Like I know that, that people try to stiff waitresses and stuff all the time. So you don't have waiters and waitresses. I know you probably clean the table, but they, they go through a line and they weigh it, right? So they're probably ultra cheap because they're going to a place they don't have to sit down and tip a waitress. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there you get your your value added for sure. We do the, the the pickles and onions. We do it behind the counter because, like, it's you know to just put it out. It's kind of gross. And even before COVID, man, I was a revolutionary with this. I don't want people all this stuff sitting at room temperature, or whatever. So we do it behind the counter. But you want more pickles? Like, take the whole bucket. You can have as many pickles as you want. We're not we're not stingy with the pickles and the white bread. We level that up too. We bake it. Well, we used to anyway. Uh, bake it ourselves. So we made the best white bread with the beef tallow. But then after all this, nobody nobody comes to the place anymore. And I couldn't afford to keep the two bakers going because like it cost me so much money to fucking oh. never made money at the bakery. So it, nobody came to the place anymore. And we're like losing so much money. And eventually like after oh. losing money on bakery shit for like two years, I was like, all right, I have to close the bakery. So now we go at the shitty store-bought white bread because we can't afford to keep the bakers in. Uh, well, which is a total bummer. But who tries to fleece the system? Man, people like 
they do uh, pre-orders on the site, and then like I don't have all the like added security features. So like once or twice a month, someone does a pre-order and then does a chargeback after. It's like you fuckers! I know you picked mm. up the food, and then you try to contact them, they don't respond. So people try to fuck with you like that with the chargebacks, but I'm like whatever. You just have to take the L on the hundred and fifty dollar order, I guess. And then uh, who else tries to finesse? Not really anybody, man, because we control it. We're in charge. We're at the we're at the block. So the cutting. So someone's like, oh, throw on a little bit more, and we're like, yeah, sure, but it's going on the scale. You're gonna pay for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's fair. And, and Adam, you're a badass. But I've got to talk more about the bread thing because people don't realize that's another cool thing. I like barbecue places that have like hot bread. That's like really cool. You have the honey, or I, you know, I'm just saying that's a really cool aspect. And because of that, you don't have it. I'm just saying that sucks. You don't have the bread. That pisses me off. The world is so fucked up. I just want some bread. The bread is probably almost not as good as the barbecue, but you know what I mean. That bread, people probably love oh, that man. shit. Our bread was, man. Our bread recipe was so good. Maybe the beef fat is just so tasty, man. The best bread. People will come in and just buy the bread and leave without buying anything else. Just the bread. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, instead of having 60 employees, we have like six. It's pretty, pretty bad. Well, it's going to it's gonna bounce back. But, dude, has the, at least the Canadian government subsidizing y'all at all? Like, or is that all bullshit? Because, you know, you hear rumors. Right. Now, I know. I know probably not you. But in there some, like, don't, aren't they pay? This is the rumor. They pay everybody a thousand bucks a month or some shit? Or is that all fake? Yeah, two thousand, bro. Two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. But that's not shit. So no matter what, every motherfucker gets two thousand bucks into a bank account. You want it? You want it, you take it. You take it illegally, they won't come after you. It's like everybody knows that 2000 bucks a month is yours. So all the people who are working for like minimum wage or 16 or 18 bucks an hour, why the fuck would you work? If I was in that position, like when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I would have taken that. I would have been smoking weed all day. I would have just been hanging out with my friends. I, I absolutely would have done it too. But they're turning everybody in a good little communist, right? And then at the businesses, if we have a sales drop of, I, th I think it's 30%, they subsidize 75% of your wages. So like right now, my, I have no profitable business at all, but it's still running because of these wage subsidies. So they've printed like $1.4 trillion already since the beginning of the pandemic. And that's a big deal in Canada. Like our GDP is way less than the US, right? We have only, we have like 10% of your population and they've already printed a trillion and a half. They've plunged the currency down to like, it's going to be like Venezuela. You're going to be bringing a, a wheelbarrow full of loonies to go and buy a one loaf of bread. It's, it's so bad. The subsidies are coming through insane. You're subsidized for everything and it's just money, money. It's just free. So nobody has to worry. None of the business owners are standing up and fucking, you know, asserting their rights because they're like, well, I'll just, you know, I might as well just keep going like this, lay off all my staff. Like I'll just work me and like one or two people in my restaurant do 20 takeout orders a day and they just kind of plug along and they don't resist because they're getting pacified with the free government money. But I just, what, I just kind of said, fuck it. I'll just like, I'll fight the government with their own money. Like that they give me, I'll keep paying myself so that I can keep on fighting them. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Cause I know that at least my crown attorney is watching this right now. And then maybe some of the feds, I don't know, but I'm like, my phone. We invite them. Shit. Yeah. yeah, but see, the thing is, the government, you ought to, I would take whatever they're paying you. You got to, I mean, everybody else is. If you're entitled to it, I would take it, no doubt about it. Uh, because they, you know, they, they either take it or leave it. You got to take it, is what I'm saying. But what, how does that work? When it starts at um, 18, you get a, everybody gets a check. So how does an 18 year old kid even get started? I bet there's a lot of kids that just 
say, fuck it. I don't even want to go to college. I don't know anything. I just want to have a shitty job and play video games and live in a $500 apartment a month. Is that true? Is that huge in Canada? It's like, it's called the CERB. At the beginning, it was only if you had lost your job. But then I think they started giving it to like international students. Like a, I think last like maybe only a thousand a month. And now it's like a free for all. They came out with the mainstream media did all these articles that were like, you know, 280,000 Canadians got CERB when they shouldn't have. Cause they just gave it to everybody. There was like no application process. It was just like you press the button and the money's in your bank account. And they put up all these articles that said all the people who are collecting it illegally, uh, they weren't going to have to pay it back. So everybody knows that now. So everybody just takes it. And in our parliament, they're working on a bill right now, literally for universal basic income. Like that's, that's coming next. And you know, in my mind though, how do we argue against universal basic income? Like, why is that bad? Because the reason why is I'm motivated. You're motivated. You have three barbecue restaurants. People aren't like you, Adam, you know, like you're willing to put your balls on the chopping block metaphorically you know uh, so you're not so even if you got two thousand dollars a month you would still want to do some shit you're not like some baby back bitch but um so why is it bad i'm saying why is why why is that bad though because there's gonna still people like us so what this is just me playing devil's advocate i, I wouldn't mind two thousand dollars free a month i mean just being complete i'm just speaking my truth why is universal basic income bad i, I can see why it's bad because it demotivates you but other than that there's still gonna be some motivated people why is it bad because the motivated people got to pay for the unmotivated people. I don't want to be the unmotivated people. I've been an unmotivated person. I've taken like uh, employment insurance before instead of getting a job because I was a lazy fuck in my 20s. If that was always available to me, I would never be where I am today. Not a fucking chance. No way. If all those handouts were always available to me and I never had to do it myself, I would still be on the handouts because I never would have developed this mindset that you achieve through working if the handouts were always available to me, you would just fall into that trap. It'd be so easy. It breeds complacency and laziness. That, that's what I think about it. And also, then you get to this point where you're at the mindset where you're a hustler, you're making money, you're doing what it takes, you're living your dreams, you're living your truth. And then you got to pay for the people who are doing fuck all. No, I, I, I don't get down with that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's so true. But it's like, you know, why should the people that are motivated and doing the extra work have to supply for the people that don't want to do anything? So that's really a good answer. I'm, I'm going to stick with that. But I don't think I'm going to get universal basic income. Maybe it'll happen in America, but I think the system's going to crash and we're going to have like a more existential financial nightmare where they're not even going to be able to afford the universal basic income. So what they're going to put in is a social credit system. So you'll just have social credit. So the social credits will work at like government owned places like Walmart, you know, like my good behavior, I'll have like a thousand dollar balance at Walmart so I can buy a thousand dollars worth of goods. You know what I mean? Or I'll be able to buy my KFC. I'll have my, you know, it's like these debit cards, but instead of issuing money, it'll be issuing like life credits to spend at these life stores that the government owns. I just believe, like you said, hey, gut can't. Can I ask you a question? When do you think yeah, it's coming and why do you think it's uh, it would roll out like that? Like, what have you seen to suggest that? Well, I just believe the financial system is built to crash. So they say that a third of the money that's in um, circulation right now is printed in this last year. So there's no way that they're ever going to be able to let this. And this is my opinion. People think there's going to be an apocalypse. I don't think they'll let the system crash where I'm going to have to take a wheelbarrow barrel into Addison Barbecue to buy a custom you know, loaf of bread. What I'm thinking is what they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, well, we're going to subsidize your bank account. We might even subsidize your property if you own property. 
But we're going to give you the ability. We're going to give you the universal basic income, but we're not going to use money. It's going to be universal basic credits. And basically, these credits are going to work through your phone, like through your browser history. It's going to be the Patriot Act 2.0. So you'll have the new contact tracing app. You'll download it on your phone, and it'll it'll contact you, whether you walk, what your messages, what what websites you go to, what you're ordering, what you're traveling, what you're doing. And, and based on that, it'll, you'll earn social credits. And those social credits you'll be able to use just like airline miles, just like anything. So instead of, you know how like your airline miles aren't cash, it's like 1 million miles or whatever. It's going to be exactly like that, but for everything. So let's say I want to order something on Amazon. I'm from my good behavior, Adam. I'm going to be able to either redeem it at, at, at Target, Amazon.com, or whatever, because they're going to want to subsidize and keep all the... China is going to want to keep us afloat. China's going to own us. They're going to own Canada. They're going to want to keep us afloat because they're selling us all the crap. So the, you know they'll figure out how to benefit from the social credit score. And, and I just believe it's in, inevitable because this is why with the uh, last thing of evidence is they call it the Internet of Things, where they can put an IP address on absolutely everything. Why the fuck would a banana at a grocery store need an IP address unless they wanted to charge you continuously every time without a cash register? So you grab something, you start walking with it. That IP address connects to your body, energy, your phone or whatever. Boom, you're charged for it. So it's like, dude, why do we need the Internet of Things? What the fuck's that for? Like, what, what, what do we need? Why does every single, why does a pin, why does a fidget spinner need an IP address? Well, that, I think that, that speaks really well to, like, you know, the plan to get the humans out of the stores and the technocracy and stuff like that. I, I don't see the same connection to the social credit, but I could see it going that way, man. I know they already have that system in China and shit, so that's wild. Have you seen so, the, uh, the leaked liberal insider email from up here in Canada? Say that again, the leaked leader, liberal, I haven't seen it, but it's a leaked liberal insider. So this is from the liberal agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. Me about so it. Th this is interesting, man. So this, uh, this came out in October. It was, uh, you, you know, it said like dear redacted. And at the end there was no name, but it claimed to be an insider from the liberal party. And they were at some committee meeting and they were laying out this whole fucking great reset plan for Canada, how it was all going to go. And it was like, this was in October, right? And I looked at it and I went, okay, yeah, no source. Take it for what it's worth. I'll keep checking in on it. But this thing is like two thirds of the way through completion and it's been fucking dead on with everything. So they talk about, uh, you know, there's going to be enhanced restrictions starting in the cities and then moving outwards until a provincial level. Then we're going to have the full provincial lockdowns so that happened. We're going to have the mutation to COVID-21 in quarter two of- Oh, you had that. that was quarter one and that happened immediately hospitals overwhelmed at this time that happened we're going to draft legislation uh, for the universal basic income right on cue that happened and then the next one that we're waiting for now is the uh, military checkpoints so it's said quarter two or late quarter two establishment of military checkpoints to uh, enforce intercity and interprovincial travel bans so and then in the last couple of weeks there's been articles coming out of uh, you know, Sudbury Mayor, which is a town like seven hours north of Toronto, Sudbury Mayor wants checkpoint on the highway to stop access. And they, and then I read another story that said they want to stop access between Toronto and Quebec over the spring break in April. So to stop, and they're saying it so you don't go skiing at the nice ski resorts over there. But there might be those checkpoints coming soon too. So anyway, I'll send you a link to this thing. Like you can pick it up on DuckDuckGo. It, it's been fact-checked so many times. They say, this is this has been fact checked. This is debunked, but it's fucking all come true, like two thirds of it. But it ends in, uh, you know, great financial unrest, food shortages, and military on the streets. Like quarter three, 
and then uh, universal basic income and the debt reset program that they'll come in and say, uh, you know, you'll, I don't know, take away your private property ownership rights, I suppose. And it's like, along with this debt forgiveness, if you agree to whatever this, this debt forgiveness program is, uh, you also have to participate in the vaccination schedules, uh, but then you get, I guess, free money or your debts paid off. So I'll send you the link. It's really interesting. And it's all played out exactly the plan. So again, I can't say this thing is prophecy. This is true. This is the plan, but everything so far on it has come true. And dude, that is the, that I think that thing has been spot on so far, but the, the global financial reset, dude, that is really what they want. And they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it like an expedited rate. That's why they're printing all this money so they can have an excuse and they can be like, well, we, we've crashed the system helping you guys. It was you that crashed the system, not us, you know? And, and yeah. the guilt is, the, the guilt is going to be intense, but the property the 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 private property uh it said that in there explain that again I go over that part it actually said well, it in we, the we, we we gotta pull it up here i want to make sure that i'm quoting it properly uh let me let me see what i can do here i mean you know, know, I'm, play I'm, it go right now. I'm looking up the leaked liberal insider email. i'm gonna click on the first thing leak of canada lockdown plans is fake so yeah, great. It's fake. We know that. Uh, but now you, I'm just gonna pull it up. I'm kind of in the boons here in Alberta. Okay. The roadmap is set out as follows: Phase in the secondary lockdown restrictions on a rolling basis, starting with major metropolitan areas first and expanding outwards, expected by November 2020. That happened. Rush the acquisition or construction of isolation facilities across every province and territory. Now, one politician brought this up in legislature and Justin Trudeau says, um, oh, this is, he's spreading conspiracy theories. There's not going to be any isolation facilities. Fucking three months later, there's isolation facilities. You want to come into Canada right now? You got, well, you don't have to. You can take a ticket instead, but they try to pressure you into doing a 14-day quarantine at a government fucking building. And, then and it's $2,000. It's two thousand bucks for like the three day one. It's crazy expensive, like sixty bucks to get food brought up. A bunch of girls got raped in them already. They were taking the locks off the doors. They couldn't lock them, and a bunch of girls got raped. It's fucked. Shut the fuck up! Wait, Adam. Wait, I'm gonna slow down. They took the locks off the quarantine rooms. I have not read that. What the fuck was the logic in that? So they can't go anywhere. I figured you'd want locks on there to lock them in. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, man, it's fucked. It's, re- it's really bad. And, and they're telling the people in there, like, you can't leave. If you leave, you'll be arrested. A couple of people, and Chris Sky, like, is doing Instagram lives with people. Like, just walk out. Just go. And no they're, shit. they're on the way out. You're going to be arrested. You're going to be arrested if you walk out. And so people are terrified. But the ones who actually walk out, no arrest, nothing. It's it's really it's all intimidation. Really? It sounds like Canada is, is more, because it's a, more of a liberal, that's their technique is to intimidate because they don't want to actually enforce yeah. any of this shit, so they just threaten you with... Uh, because oh. because anybody that's gotten a ticket, supposedly, is, you know, none of them have been enforced unless the people just paid for it because they didn't want to fight it. From what yeah, I've well, they keep heard. pushing them all back, right? So everybody I know who's... Uh, who's gotten a fine so so far and just just for the my bail conditions because i know my uh oh real quick let me tell you if you have a fifty thousand dollar bond i'm in the bail bond business dude adam a 50k bond that's like what that's reduced for murderers and child molesters here in the united states why did they give you such a big bond 
I, I don't know, but it, it works differently up here. You don't actually have to put up any money. It's like a promissory note for my wife. So if I if I violate bail, they would have to initiate some kind of proceeding against my wife to say she should have been able to stop me from doing this because she's my surety. But you don't actually have to put money up. So they float these crazy numbers around. Again, because of fear and intimidation, it's all they got. They also gave me a bail condition that I couldn't communicate on social media. And that didn't get varied for like three months. So I couldn't even fucking say anything on on social media instagram wow that's so fucking annoying. now I, they so the judge varied that he says i can post on social media but i just can't promote or incite breaches of the law and i don't know i was going to throw in a disclaimer there but i kind of lost my train of thought because i was going to say something that might have been a bail breach but I, I, no and this I, is entertainment purposes only everything said on this show is meant for yeah. entertainment purposes please do not replace any professional financial legal or medical advice with anything we say here today um uh, Don't okay. really take anything I say that fucking seriously anyway. Like, I'm a fucking high school dropout that opened a barbecue place and followed my heart and kicked down the door of a building. But don't take what I say as fact because of that. Like, do your own research. Your viewers do, right? Like, they. Yeah, they, they do. Did they weld your door shut or they just put chains on it? No, nah, they like installed this like dollar store bracket and we kicked through it in like six kicks. Fucking did nothing. Worst. It was worst lockup job ever. And did they, but you didn't have power. So, so were you just going to cook or did you have power? power. Yeah. They didn't cut the power. They just, they just changed the, they just locked up the door. Cause I guess they, they thought they had to do something cause I was going to make people fucking open the places and they had a legal Avenue to go through called getting a court order. Like it's called the section nine order under our local emergency orders. They could have gone to a judge and said, look, we need a closure order to put on this place. And that would have given them the authority to like arrest me not charge me, but just like arrest me at my restaurant, take me outside of the property and then stop me from coming back in. But they didn't do that because I think it would have taken too long. They ended up like, I think four or five days later, they got that court order, but they didn't want, they didn't want to let it go that far to getting that court order. They knew they had to do something because probably it would have made a wave and other people would have started an opening. So they like totally circumnavigated the law, did some illegal shit to arrest me just to send that message. And then like midway through the next week, they finally got the court order and that would have let them, you know, like put barricades in front of my building, like put big blocks out or, you know, done some other stuff, but like it wouldn't have given them access to my building to change the locks and shit like that. That's like out of jurisdiction, but they did it anyway. It's total bullshit. My lawyers think I'm going to like retire at the end of this because we're going to sue them for so much fucking money. But you, you know, I believe you have a good case Wait, I had to cut you off. I'm saying, I don't know jack shit, but dude, you, hey, that social justice system you have there. Cause they, they can sue. There's a comedian that's getting sued for hate speech. Uh, I believe, and yeah. you know, one of y'all's weird civil suit. I'm just saying, y'all can sue. Wow, Harmon, ten bucks. Thank you for the support. Ten bucks, Harmon. I'm saying, y'all can sue for anything. I think you do have a big case if they didn't do it by the law, which they didn't. But they're gonna say, oh, we had an emergency executive order. That's why we had to shut you down. But at the same time, they what they do is they settle. So that if they, it's a smart attorney, they, they might settle with you. Order that they like they, they, they had that process. They could have done it, but they didn't. So they, they fucking went right around the law, man. It was really bad. Hey, I, I finally got this, this thing that leaked liberal insider email. Look at this. It says, uh, enhanced lockdown referred to as, and this came out in October, right? Enhanced lockdown will be implemented. Full travel restrictions will be imposed, including interprovince and inner city expected quarter two, 2021. Now that's, so that's starting in a couple, 
like just in April 1st is quarter two. Now I'm haven't been doing this conspiracy shit for a while, but I see how the predictive programming works. And the last week here in Ontario, it's been like third wave, third wave, third wave's coming, third wave's coming. They just won't shut up about third wave. So, you know, this, this is happening too. this third lockdown. And then it says transitioning of individuals to the universal basic income program expected mid quarter two. They've already announced that that's already in legislature. And I'm sure they'll pass the bill. And then it says, Hey, real quick, real quick about that bill. Hey, real quick, Adam, have they said how much the UBI would be, the universal basic income, or they even floated? They haven't said anything about that. I I haven't actually read through the bill, so I don't know. But but you know what I mean. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like here, here in America, it's like fourteen hundred dollars. You getting fourteen hundred dollars? Like I'm just surprised that's not like part of the thing. Like universal basic income, thirty six hundred bucks a month. You know, like some rallying cry. But I guess they don't even need it to get it passed. It seems like. No, I mean probably not. And then it says, you know, uh, supply chain breakdowns, inventory shortages, large economic instability expected late quarter two, so like June. And then deployment of military personnel into major metropolitan areas, as well as major roadways to establish travel checkpoints, restrict travel and movement, provide logistical support to the area expected quarter three. So everything else in this fucking email has has manifested. It's all reality. So it's, it's interesting to watch this and follow along because this thing is reading more and more like prophecy. Now, when it talks about the debt relief, it says, uh, along with that provided roadmap, the strategic planning committee was asked to design an effective way of transitioning Canadians to meet an unprecedented economic endeavor. One that would change the face of Canada and forever alter the lives of Canadians. What we are told is that in order to offset what was essentially an economic collapse on an international scale, that the federal government was going to offer Canadians a total debt relief. This is how it works. The federal government will offer to eliminate all personal debts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, etc., which all funding will be provided to Canada by the IMF under what will be known as the World Debt Reset Program. In exchange for acceptance of this total debt forgiveness, the individual would forfeit ownership of any and all property and assets forever. The individual would also have to agree to partake in the COVID-19 and COVID-21 vaccine schedule, which would provide the individual with unrestricted travel and unrestricted living, even under a full lockdown, through the use of photo identification, referred to as Canada's health pass. Uh, wow. From the owner of the forfeited property and assets in that scenario, and what would happen to lenders and financial institutions, we were simply told that the World Debt Reset Program will handle all of the details. Crazy. Oh, and the ones who refused to participate would be deemed a public safety risk and would be relocated into isolation facilities. Once in these facilities, they would be given two options, participate in the debt forgiveness program and be released or stay indefinitely in the isolation facility under the classification of a serious public health risk and have all their assets seized. What the fuck in the isolation uh, complex, all your assets seized? Like, dude, what is going on all for the flu? I mean... This is what they want. Alex Jones has been talking about this for years. It's called a prison planet. But what I don't get is why do they like like expect this new normal? Oh, you know, you do the vaccine schedule with this and that. You can go freely. The universal basic income. Like I, I just I don't understand how that system is actually going to last. You know what I mean? Like they, if they put that in, I think that system would collapse personally. But what the fuck do I know? Well, your guess is as good as mine, man. I don't know, and I don't know if any of that shit's actually going to happen. 
All I'm, it's all gonna I happen, is- dude. All that's gonna happen. This is how you know the food shortage. This is why. Look at the food shortage. I was here in Dallas. You even heard about it all over the news, dude. People, once the power went out, all the grocery stores food went out because the the freezers broke. So, and then you know all the fruits and vegetables in in a three day deal. There's no food at the grocery stores here in Texas. So, if you think this system is strong, the system is incredibly fragile. And we like to have this sort of cognitive dissonance where we think everything is okay. When in reality, if these trucks can't get on the road, if there aren't drivers driving these huge trucks, all the means of transportation are gone, you know? And so very quickly, if you don't have food or rice at your house, everybody, guys, remember this shows entertainment purpose only, but that's one thing. Everybody needs to have a little stockpile of rice and some food just in case shit does hit the fan. Uh, and you don't have any access to any food for like a week or a couple of weeks or a month, and you need to have something like you're on the, the show Survivor, they have to do that, Adam. That these This is why. It's called the New World Order. And in order to put in the New World Order, the one government, see, it comes out of the Bible. The Bible, it all comes out of Genesis chapter 11, verse 9. It's the Tower of Babel. And in the Tower of Babel, what happened was is Nimrod had all of his minions building a tower to the kingdom of heaven in order to defeat God. So basically what these people that worship the devil do here on earth is they want to do a a modern day tower of Babel, which is their version is the new world order where it'll be one ruler and we're all under the same government because once the the government we're under the same control, it's basically like a satanic structure. I know this sounds all nuts. We're in the woods. We're going crazy. But when they, when you read stuff like they can take away your property because you're going to have so much debt, because think about the people that are going to have debt that when a loaf of bread costs a wheelbarrow full of cash, you're not going to have any other choice. So sadly, everything you just read, this has been said from years that somebody that wrote that didn't just create that whenever that was written. This, this is this in the game. There's documentaries. Alex Jones has been talking about this. Dude, it's it's going to happen, bro. I'm telling you, it's going to freaking happen. Do you think, what do you think? I mean, it seems like you're kind of new to truth, but do you think it's not going to happen? Are you, uh, are you plugged into the matrix? What do you think is going to happen? I'm trying to unplug, man. A hundred percent. I mean, look, I'm out here in Alberta. I sold my house in Toronto because I could just feel it, man. My intuition's like, get out, like leave. The the city's fucked. Like it's gonna be. If anything happens, it's the worst place to be. And then if nothing happens, it's still the fucking worst place to be. So I'm looking at like getting a ranch or a farm out here. I want to start just figuring stuff out, man. Like if some shit does happen, wouldn't it be better if me and my family, we had got some chickens and some eggs and a little bit of food and storage. And then my kids know how to do that stuff. Right. It's, it's like a win, win, win all around. I really feel like I can't put my kids in the, in the public schools in Toronto. They're fucked, man. Like at the lunch break, if you take your mask off to eat, you can't talk and you can't turn sideways. It's, it's no mask, no voice there. That's like the, the little, program that's the rule the no mask no, no, no voice yeah so you can't turn and apparently the, the teachers are like nazis so like this is the this is how we get to be back in school is by following these rules and if we don't do this then there's no school and even out here in calgary i was just snowboarding the other day and the employees like dude you have to wear a mask like outside snowboarding it's so stupid and i had on a bandana and i would try to go inside to get a poutine or whatever and they're like do you have a mask? I'm like, I'm wearing it. Cause when I go snowboarding, I comply. It's my favorite thing. I, 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 I put on the mask. I, I swallow my pride. I put it on. I'm not losing. It's cold anyway. And it's, yeah, I'm saying, and it's cold. Yeah. The mask, you got an excuse to wear a mask when you're snowboarding, yeah. but go ahead. Go ahead. 
put the bandana. I try to walk inside with the bandana on, and they're like, "You put on a mask." I'm like, "Are you kidding? I'm wearing a mask." They're like, "No, you need to have on a non-medical mask." I'm like, "That this isn't a they're like, no. It's a bandana. It doesn't work." So I'm gonna take my bandana and I'm gonna sew it with two ear straps, and then when they tell me take off your bandana, I'm gonna put on the one with the ear straps and be like, is that better? <laughs> and see what they say. Cause it's so fucking arbitrary, the rules, it's so stupid. But all the employees there are like, no, this is the only way we get to keep keep working. This is the only way we get to ski. Cause I try to make a joke about it. And I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. How arbitrary is this? So dumb, right? And they're like, no bro, like this is why we get to ski. You better put it on. And they're so brainwashed. They think like they'll never ski again if they don't put a diaper on their mouth. It's like, it's of such importance. They're so bought in. Everywhere you go, it's it's so weird. Hey, Adam, if I'm speaking my truth, ski bums are usually like some of the most racist people. So it's funny that they act like they're virtue signaling. You know, there's probably not one black person that works in the mountain, is there? Well, is that because the people working there are racist? But I'm not going to lie. No, I'm there saying. Was a, lifty, I know. There was a black lifty at fucking Sunshine the other day. And I was like, whoa. Like, there's a black dude that worked that. at that's what I'm I've never seen a black dude yeah. work at a mountain in my life. That's, so what I'm just saying, those people that are being all like social justice warrior are inherently kind of some of the most racist. Nah, I mean, not right. That's not a good term, but you know what I mean? Non-inclusive. How about that? It's a non-inclusive kind of sport, but I guess they're over there virtue signaling. You think they'd be hip and cool. Like if I was kind of a ski bum, I'd be like, dude, whatever. Fuck your mat. You know what I mean? I, but I guess that's our personality is normal. Like you're normally laid back and these ski bums, and I keep on calling them that, not negative. I'm just saying people that dedicate their lives so they can ski all the time. Uh, I'm just surprised they're fucking I don't think annoyed at that. I was a ski bum. I did, I did yeah. five years in Whistler. And, like, you, you can call people ski bums, man. It's not derogatory. Yeah. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. Uh, you know what I mean. I just, I know, because you actually yeah. ski. Like, I suck at skiing. I mean, I like it, but I'm just... I like all day, a day of skiing to me, I, my ass hurts, my legs hurt. I'm a pussy and I like to exercise and stuff, but it's not that fun. I'm always falling down. I'm not, I'm six foot three and I don't have good balance. So I'm not good at skiing. So I don't love it like other people. And I hate when I go with girls that are better skiers than me and they're going down the mountain all fast and I don't, it's emasculating. So I'm a pussy. I don't eat meat. I'm a soy boy. You don't want to be like me. Uh, uh, you want to be the opposite of me, Adam. Well, hold on. Let me interject there because Alex, I got a, I got a biggie up here because I don't think you're a pussy at all. And actually you inspired me in a big way, man. And I, I think about the last year and how everything kind of, you know, manifested to me doing this big public display, kicking down my doors. And, but I want to bring it back to like, I think it was June that I was watching your videos and the video of you and Target with the Zorro mask and me and my wife were just fucking dying laughing at this. And I told myself, if they do a mask mandate here in Toronto, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not going to wear it. And it's like they did it and they enforced the mandate. And at the beginning, it was hard because I was still a pussy. So I would go to Longo's or fucking Home Depot or whatever. And I'd be sitting outside and I'd be like so nervous but I knew I had to stick to my guns and I would pull up your video in the car and just get the vibe right because you were Shut so up. fucking funny. Dude, dead serious. And I was like, man, this guy just doesn't give a fuck. I loved it. Like, Show me the sign, bro. Show me the sign. Show me the sign. Cover my mouth. And I'm like, yes, this guy's awesome. And I just brought that same energy with me into the grocery store. So if it wasn't for those experiences, man, would I have been in the same place? I don't know. But I think you had something to do with it, man. You're not a pussy at all. You go for it. You, you, you go full send, man. I absolutely love it. 
And I wanted to ask you a question about that, actually, if you don't mind. Can I ask you a personal question? Oh, of course. Yeah, anything. But, dude, yeah, I'm not a pussy when it comes to that. Talk about skiing down a mountain. Sometimes I can get a little pussy. But you, uh, dude, that makes well. me feel so good. You can ask me whatever you want. Dude, that is awesome that I even motivated you. Adam, you're a badass, dude. Anybody that, you know, is like I'm saying, that's willing to actually go against all the Canadians. This is what I'm saying. Everybody else is collective conscious. Oh, Adam's a Trump supporter. You're willing to actually put your what your feelings on the line where you're going to get hurt in your pocketbook so you actually have morals and integrity unlike everybody else. All these doctors are giving people medicine that's killing them. You have more. Thank you, Danny Bobby, for the 11 bucks. But I'm saying you have more integrity than fucking half these medical professionals, in my opinion. So so it's not a circle jerk. Thank you. I'm happy that I can help you out. But, dude, you are crushing it yourself. And so that makes me feel extra good, dude. But ask, you, ask me away. Anything you got. Anything you got. I wanted to ask. So, look, you, you go into the stores. Like, you absolutely don't give a fuck. You wear a ball gag. Like, what, when you did that, when you had to wear the ball gag, were you spooked? Are you pushing through fear? Are you? Is, is there something going in your head ever that's like, oh, man, just today's not the day. I don't want to do it. Or are you just – are you fearless or are you constantly pushing through it? Let me tell you what the fuck is about to go down, Adam. I have zero fear other than, like, you know, your normal anxiety. But this is this is what I'm trying to say. I worked for, I can't say much because I signed a non-disclosure agreement but for a TV show called Cheaters where we catch people cheating on their husbands and wives. Have you ever seen that show? It airs on MTV and VH1. Yeah. You might not have seen it in Canada, yeah, but, but I'm saying yeah. we, so we go and run and we film in these places, you know? So I have a, a, a little, like, I guess I have a little, little history of filming like in publicly and not being scared. But of course I have natural anxiety, but once this show gets big, this is what I'm trying to tease. And I actually have a camera crew in front of me, like these other YouTubers and Nelk Boys, these guys that do pranks. Adam, I am going to be so fucking unfearless. If there was one cameraman, I would literally probably whip out. If I didn't go to jail, I would get completely naked, basically, in a room full of people if a camera is on me, is what I'm saying. Because I'm so mentally ill, is that I know if I'm creating something funny, if I know it's going to be funny, I don't care how embarrassed. I don't care. It's like Sasha Baron Cohen. It's weird. It's like I can turn off this yeah. thing where it like a porn star tells you uh, that they disassociate themselves sometimes during the porn or whatever. Like they go to a different place. I know this sounds fucked up, but it's like that. I'm like disassociating. Like if I'm if I'm yelling with a guy or, or you know in that video, I don't give two fucks. It's, it's, I know it's it's a bigger deal. This is a joke. This is so uh, stupid what we're arguing over. And yeah, my heart races a little bit, but that's with anybody with your arguing. You argue with somebody over a parking spot. Not that I argue over parking spots, but you know. I mean, any type of you combative at the post office with somebody, you get a little heated. But no, I'm not. I, I'm an attention whore. I'm a narcissist. I'm at the conspiracy castle with Alex Stein. Come on, I'm trying to get fucking well known as a truther. Yeah, I'm not afraid of the limelight. I want the limelight. I, I'm addicted to the limelight, Adam. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm a heroin addict for it. <laughs> Amazing, man. Well, that's good because you know what? You're taking that and you're you're giving it to everybody else. I'm sure there's a hell of a lot of other people are in the same situation as me, man. Just watching that and being like that that fearlessness, just being inspired by it. So that that's awesome, man. Keep keep doing it. That that's cool that you just have that kind of like natural ability. Has it always been like that? Like when you were younger too, or just since what you learned on cheaters or what? There, yes. I gotta show I, I was gonna show you, so you're gonna laugh. Did I pull it up? I was on this. Let me show you this. Let me screen share. You're going to laugh. So you've obviously heard of Super Chef Bobby Flay, right? Of course. How could I How could I have missed it? Yeah. So he's annoying as fuck, but I was on this reality show, Worst Cooks in America, where they get really shitty cooks, and they teach us how to cook. Look at me. You see me? This is me and Bobby Flay. You see this? Amazing. 
So what I'm saying is, dude, I've always been a fucking loud, obnoxious freak since I was in eighth grade. I was on this reality show years ago, burning. I, let me show you. I caused the biggest. They said I, I. Let me show you this. This fire got way bigger and actually burnt. They have overhead microphones. I actually burnt one of the microphones. But no, dude, Adam, I'm sick in my head, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I had a bunch of oil in the pan trying to get it extra hot. So I'm saying I'm a I'm a I'm a freaking psychopath. I'm an only child. What about you? Do you have brothers and sisters? What what uh what was your family makeup like? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I had a younger brother. Uh, he went through his uh, spiritual awakening maybe what was it, about eight, seven, eight years ago now. And uh, he, or it probably happened a couple years before that, but he took a bunch of acid and some guys were fucking with him. And he he went totally off the rails and he ended up killing himself. Uh, oh. really, really sad story. But I wish it's interesting now that I've gone through kind of that same experience, but from a more grounded approach and with like people around me who are also spiritual and, you know, uh, guiding me through it. So I don't go totally off the fucking rails. Right. But so I, you know, I lost my brother and then I have a younger sister as well. So of, of three children, now there's two, two left standing. Dude, I hate that for you. And this is so weird that you're here because I'm not even trying to like be about me. This girl I dated for four years, I talked about it on the show. Her sister during the lockdown just committed suicide. Not that you need to feel sad for me, but I'm saying this ex-girlfriend, yeah. I, I don't I don't even have it. She's with a new boyfriend. What I'm saying is I feel so bad and I feel so bad for you. It's so hard to lose a sibling. Uh, and dude, it's just really unfair. So Adam, that's probably where you get your gratitude from, don't you think? Uh, uh, probably That's probably one of the biggest monumental things in your life, sadly. Well, yeah, man. I, like I've gone through so much shit. My whole life has always been so turbulent. So it makes these other things like you can almost laugh at them because it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, younger brother was schizophrenia, childhood trauma. I, I lost my mom like fucking month ago, but she was uh, zonked <sighs> after a heart surgery. Like what was it now? Two, two and a half years ago, she she went for a, a bypass and a piece of plaque dislodged got stuck in her brain. So she her brain was totally fried. Like she basically a vegetable for the last two years and then she she just died like last month so my been, my dad had that, wait your mom just died my dad had the quadruple bypass two years ago too and i mean i mean uh, he lived but dude your mom just had him what the fuck dude i hate this for you you're such a badass i guess this is a small potato who gives a shit about the fucking new world order when you what lose the person you love what's a restaurant dude what's a business what's it's none of it matters man it's like you there's just something that's way more important that everybody has access to, but we're tapped into that matrix so hard, man, with all these things that we think are so important. And at the end of the day, really, what is like all the stuff we have, the money we make, the businesses, like that's none of it's none of it's relevant, man. Gosh, Adam, you're such a badass. I would have never even known any of this happened to you. So you have the right energy. That's what I talk about. It's like, you know, either be high vibrational or low vibrational. You're very high vibrational. It's probably because you're active, you snowboard stuff. But dude, I would have never known that you even had all these trials and tribulations. I would have almost thought your life was not a cakewalk, but pretty good. So dude, you're crushing it. And I mean, we're just going to wrap this interview up. We're almost at, at two hours. So, you know, I kind of just want to this is like the emotional part of the interview. I didn't know we we're going to take it here, Adam. I had no idea you're such a badass that you're even going. I'm saying I, I had no idea you were going through anything like this. You could never tell. So you were like uh, Stonehenge. Is that how you've always been? Are you always had your – that's why you're not afraid. You say you're a pussy. You need to watch my video. That's why you're not afraid of kicking off a lock on a restaurant. 
Um, yeah, well, honestly, like this new mindset change kind of occurred a couple of years ago through a lot of psychedelics and, you know, seeing some other shit. I wasn't always like this, man. It was a bit of a midlife crisis. Did the LSD or the mushrooms? What, what are you? God, God, he's so annoying. I don't know why the fuck he's being so annoying. He's annoying the fuck out of me. He's going to shut up if I came right here. Wait, so when you he's tell him to the psychedelics. No, I know we're almost done, but I love I, I like the psychedelics. But just so, are you talking about the mushrooms? Or are you talking about the LSD? Uh, I've only taken mushrooms, man. I haven't tried LSD yet, but don't don't. Well, I'm saying, don't. but the psilocybin. No, I'm kidding. You can take the LSD. It's pretty hardcore, but I think the psilocybin almost does it, and it's almost better. So when you took the mushrooms, is that explain your awakening a couple of years ago? That's an interesting story to to end the show on. I'd like to hear that. Oh, just you know purging and not puking anything, but feeling this weird surge of energy all the way up my spine and like right up into my head and just seeing it like this other energetic realm and kind of like connecting with some people that were very helpful to me uh, over the, the few years before that, like some kind of, I would say very high vibrational people, uh, very awakened. Uh, and I like their energy was there with me and it was like very, mind-blowing because it was a it was a big big dose right and uh kind of trying to find my center after that over the next year and i had a lot of coaching and did some energy work and i had a spiritual coach who kind of helped guide me through that whole process and just ground it back here um yeah that's kind of how it went for me but it opened me up to this idea of energy and frequency and keeping a high vibe and uh, not getting trapped in the in the lower vibrational stuff and you know i've gone to just recently i connected with some amazing uh a family they're from the church of god and it's a some sect they they preach from the king james bible but i've been out to their church a bunch of times and just trying to wrap my head around all these different things that i've now been exposed to that before i was oblivious to because i was just you know considered myself an atheist so it's interesting all that stuff's out there i don't know much about it i'm i'm opening up to to these different realms but yeah you nailed it see i used to be not like i don't know if i was ever an atheist because i was always kind of like superstitious and always you know believed in god but see this is the problem adam and this is what my big awakening and maybe this will help you over the last years they want to lie to us and tell us that we evolved from literal pond scum that everything came from nothing and they teach that in schools because they want to make you feel insignificant so if they lie about our origins they can lie about anything so it's just like it's so obvious that somebody created this world whether you know i don't know who that was whether there's one god ten gods whether jesus is right you know i mean you know you can vibe with a lot of different people there's, there's a billion people that think muhammad is the god so it's hard to pick which doctrine i think organized religion can sometimes get a little messy so it's our personal connection with knowing that there's a creator which added that's the that's the idea is knowing that you're a spiritual being here that happens to have a body you're not a body that happens to have a spiritual being you're you're a spirit that happens to have a thumb and so we have to uh, uh, you know tap into that and they don't want us to so the fact that you're realizing that you know that could be the most beautiful thing it's like you don't have to be super religious to know that dude you didn't evolve from nothing you know that's the same mathematical possibility as an airplane going through a junkyard and creating i mean the same possibility as a tornado going through a junkyard and creating an airplane on the other end is the same mathematical formate uh, uh, formulation for evolution it's just it's impossible yeah man once you have that realization that and it doesn't matter what sect of or religion or whatever belief but that idea that that you are connected with with everything else and that the, the earth is basically here for you to create abundance from that's it's such a paradigm shift that's that's so 
difficult to go through because we've been taught for so long that like we're basically just scum like scavenging the earth we evolved from the dinosaur or a monkey or whatever and it, it, it totally reframes your whole mindset like i was walking through the woods today and i went the fuck like these like 50 foot tall spruce trees everywhere perfectly straight to build these log cabins with like what are the fucking chances everything is just here beautiful for us to create an abundance with and they want to tell us that it's not it's it's not right, man. They, they, they try to limit you so much and keep you down. Uh, I've experienced it my whole life going through school. Uh, every job I've ever had, it's like, be small, be small, be small. It's like, no, I'm not. We're all big. We're all gods. God's within us all. And if we all switch to that mindset, you, you can't be controlled that way. He goes for his cat as I'm wrapping it up. No, no, I hate to end You probably all that stuff. I'm putting them away. You're so fucking annoying. Sorry. We're trying to end this thing. I'm just, God dang it. He's being so annoying. No, you're so right. They try to make you feel so small. They try to make you feel insignificant, and they do that by lying to you about our origins. But that's the most important thing we can do is realizing that, like, uh, we're not a cosmic accident because that's the, we can't really start having gratitude. So you got into barbecue and all this stuff when you were probably just, like, kind of an atheist wild man. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a l- little different back then. It's all about the money and the business and, yeah. Perspectives changed a bit, but it's hard to eat. How can you have the perspective change until you've experienced all that too, right? Success in the material world, uh, you, you, that's like the, the, the high status, right? Your greatest achievement. So I, I wonder for a lot of people how you can elevate past that without having experienced it. You're right. Like I, I, I couldn't have the same perspective that I talk on this show. Like I always think in my mind, oh, I should have been doing a show earlier. But then I'm also like, well, then I would have been talking about something different. I wouldn't have done the research to talk about this. So I guess, you know, the time is right once you have your quote unquote awakening. But it's just beautiful seeing that your story is that it's like more new and that you're willing to actually speak your truth in a world full of zombies. And this isn't, you know, some ass kissing thing, but I don't know. I don't know how we can invoke change unless there are people that are willing to go and keep the restaurant open when a bunch of cops are there. So if we don't have idiots like you and me that won't wear a mask, that you know won't break the rules and do civil disobedience, we're fucked. So so even though they want to hate us, they hate us because we ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us because they don't have the balls that we have. So you know, just you know, kind of, what are some of your closing thoughts? Uh, uh, Adam, on, on the future lockdowns and like, where do you see this going and where do you see yourself in the future in, in, with Addison Barbecue? Uh, I, you know, that what, what my spiritual coach says all the time is that once you really embody your truth, what's not in alignment will fall away. And I've been feeling like the barbecue business has not been in alignment with me for quite some time. So if it falls away, I'm fine with that and going after my truth and uh, just try to do something something better. I think that opportunity is going to present itself to me in time. I have faith in that. I have a big legal challenge ahead. So I got to deal with that first. Uh, well, oh yeah, I got to do it. We got to talk about the, li- <laughs> what? well, we got to talk about the legal challenge actually. So what is left on it? Cause we didn't go through it. So you got to go to court. So explain, yeah. explain what's low. That's the most, most important thing. So give us your court update. Let's finish yeah. on that. I really want to hear about that. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. And this is where I can do like a little call to action too, right? So yes, whatever got you got to do, this. you got the floor is yours and we're no rush, no rush. I was just trying to kind of wrap, you know, we're right around the two hours. Okay. We have as much time and an update call to action. The floor is yours, please. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alex. <laughs> uh, 
So I, I, we filed a, okay. When I got out of jail, I didn't ask for a GoFundMe. I didn't fucking set up a GoFundMe. All these people tell me, don't, don't do, you know, can we do a GoFundMe for you? I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Some guy did anyway and it raised 335 grand, like huge. That's like two, 250 us, something like that. So I'm filing, I fired a bunch of lawyers, hired another lawyer, fired them, got all these bad vibes from these lawyers, which I think is just typical of the bar, but found a team who was they're like activists. They know about most of the stuff. Now they know about almost everything. They know about, at that time, they just knew about like PCR, but now they're like right into like the viral isolation, germ theory versus terrain theory, the whole thing. So we've got this, this budget of $335,000 is to file a constitutional challenge against my province's emergency orders. So it's not just like my legal defense. I'm just trying to shred this whole emergency. So it's a really big case. We have five legal experts. We have a PhD in statistics, virology, epidemiology, and a former chief medical officer of health for one of our provinces, like one of the top medical dogs of one of our provinces. That was his last job. And they're all going to testify that the PCR is a fraud. Uh, the virus, they're going to ask for, they're not going to say it hasn't been We have been to be isolated. careful. Yeah, we have to be careful what they say here, but they're going to expose basically everything that we're being lied about when it comes to it. Yeah, well, they, they know. They know what our argument's yeah. going to be, man. It's, I, I don't have to hide it that much. They know what the fucking argument is. They, they know just as well as we do the truth of what's going on here. And they, they're public health officials that they're going to come in to, to talk their shit about why this is real. They don't have the truth on their side. We do have the truth on our side. They might have some corrupt judges or a system that's designed to fuck me, but if there's justice in the courts, we're going to find it. And the hearing is at the end of June, 28th and 29th. We're just preparing the expert affidavits now. So what I could ask people to do, and this is where we're going to need support because the establishment media in Canada won't cover this story at all. Uh, they won't even report that we've filed a constitutional challenge. They're completely ignoring it, the whole story. And instead yeah. just throwing out these slandering me with these articles. Like I got the worst, they did an article in the Toronto star just Toronto's biggest newspaper. It says, uh, worst people of 2020. And I was the cover photo, like <laughs> crazy. So anyway, if you guys follow me, I'm active on uh, really only on Instagram, but a kind of a little bit on Facebook, but hardly anything, but follow on Instagram. It's Adamson barbecue. You got to spell barbecue, right? B A R B E C U E. Cause they've got it on the band that if you don't type the whole thing, it doesn't come up. Yeah. It's so a shadow band. And then just, if you could just help get the word out about this legal challenge, because the lawyers say it's super important for this to get the public support on side, because if we don't have the public understanding there, the courts will feel no pressure. They'll just want the public says they want to lock me up. Uh, so that's what they'll get. So I'd love to get that message spread out. Uh, I'm thinking we might need some money on top of that 335 for an appeal. If we lose in this superior court, then it goes up to a higher court. So I do, I, I'm good on crowdfunding right now, but maybe in a couple months, like at the end of June, if we lose and we have to appeal it, I probably need to raise like another hundred K because I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much. And how can they now. donate? How can they donate? Well, there's a GoFundMe, but right now it's shut down. So don't even worry about it. We just have it on pause. I'm trying to be honorable, man. And like ask only when I need it. Right. I'm not trying to like, grift and get a million dollars for myself. I'm only using it for the case. So if, if I need it, we'll ask if, and we'll find out about that, like at the end of June, but follow Adamson barbecue on Instagram, help us get the word out about the legal challenge. I've posted a couple of videos about it because that knowledge is power and truth will set us free. Right. 
Hey, and one more thing. The people are, dude, you crush it. And, and guys, please go and support. Go to IG and go to Addison Barbecue. But people were saying kind of mad. They always get mad in the truth community. You can't uh, settle. You can't sell fear. And guys, I want to say, you don't have to be a victim to the new world order and everything that's happening. Like other people are going to be victims of like this, you know, vax rollout, everything that's going on. You can choose whether or not to be a victim and whether or not to see the bullshit that's happening around you. And if you're cognizant of what's happening, then you won't be a victim of it. And sometimes you have to plug back into the matrix a little bit to get along, to go along. But what I'm trying to say is we shouldn't live in fear. We shouldn't, you know, forget everything and run. No matter how bad things get, Listen, a guy like Adam, you can look at, he hasn't had a, you know, his life has not been a walk through the Rose Garden. But you know what? His freaking morals, his integrity, and his character are top-notch because those things hardened him and strengthened him. So when if you're going through something tough, just remember on the other end, it'll make you better for it. So guys, don't live in fear. There's no doom and gloom. I don't think the world's going to end tomorrow. But guys, the trajectory of things that we're currently on is not good whether we like it or not. The control methods that are being put in place are more than likely going to be permanent, like the Patriot Act. So what we need is we need support in the court of public opinion for guys like Adam, go to Adamson Barbecue, so he can win this you know, court case so that it'll invoke legislation in the future that they can reference so when they try to put these lockdowns again, because this is going to happen again, Adam, they're going to do rolling lockdowns again, and they're going to shut us down again. So that's why all this legal stuff is so important. So please, if you guys at least just, you don't have to financially support, but go follow Adam, go to Adam some barbecue. And what do you want to leave us on, Adam? Adam, you know, I thank you for being a guest. You crush it. Everybody loved you in the chat. Awesome, man. Thanks. And again, thanks for having me on the show. And maybe I'll just piggyback off of what you said. And I've used this in an interview before. I've got to come up with a new closing. But <laughs> to what you said about fear, I would say, and it's clear as day to everybody here, that the whole intention of the powers that be is to keep us in this suppressed state of fear, right? Because we're easy to control that way. So we can be afraid of a virus, a deadly virus, and maybe you're not. But maybe you're still afraid of speaking out, speaking your truth because of the, the consequences of it socially or at your work or whatever. But I have a testament that, I put it all on the line. My, my multi-million dollar business is now probably not worth fucking anything. Uh, but the new opportunities and experiences that I've had because of it are going to way surpass any of these losses. I, I, I was just on the phone. I had, I can't say who, but one of the guys on the Shark Tank called me yesterday, had me on the phone, set up a meeting with me, wants to invest in something new. What are the chances of that? Most people would fucking beg to get on that show, right? I would I'm beg. Wait, I'm cutting you off. No, what do you hear your story? What the fuck? You talk to a Shark Tank, Adam. I'm you're coming yeah. on the show next week. I'm saying best friends with you. What the fuck? But keep going. You, I can't believe you talked to one of the sharks. <laughs> I love that show. Now I don't like it as much anymore. I hate Mark Cuban. But dude, for years, I mean, for for eight years, that was my number one show. Now I can't hardly watch it. But dude, Ooh. any shark you're doing business is, and I know them all: Barbara Corcoran, Kevin O'Leary, you know, Damon John, Mark Cuban. I mean, dude, what the fuck, Kevin O'Leary? Dude, what the fuck? I don't. Even, oh my god! I can't believe a shark called you. You don't have to tell us anything. You can't tell us, but okay, keep going. Sorry, I cut you off. That's just, I think that's extra badass. Sorry. It, it's awesome, man. And that's the thing. When you, when you make personal sacrifice to stand in your, in your truth, you get rewarded for it. And I think they talk about that in the Bible. I, I don't, I can't quote the verse. Maybe you could, yeah. but when you make nah. sacrifices 
you get repaid for it and things that aren't in alignment will fall away. Like what maybe you're sitting there and you're like, Oh man, I really want to like tell somebody about this shit, but they're going to feel a certain way about me. You'd be like, well, fucking who cares, man? They're not your friends. Anyway, let that garbage fall away. And then you can like empower yourself and stand with all your real people. So all the hate that I get online, which is like, I got, I got so much hate. It doesn't even phase me anymore because you, once you face the opposition and then you realize it wasn't really anything. And then your support is way greater than any of the opposition you had. You really, Realize like, oh, what was the point of being scared to begin with? So fuck the fear, elevate above it. When you, or maybe not elevate above, but when you feel the fear, just run into it. That's what I do. And like, oh man, I'm nervous about going to the store today. Oh, fuck it, let's go. And that's where all the gains are. So yeah, get, ch charge towards it. Do something that makes you uncomfortable. You're going to grow. You're going to develop. More opportunities will open up for you. And uh, yeah, send it. Woo. You're the man. Here, you can't hear the outro music, but bitches, we got some music. I just want to say thank y'all for watching the Conspiracy Castle. Go follow Adam, Adam at Adamson Barbecue, spelled like you see it right here, Adam Skelly. You're the man. I want to say we love you guys. Make sure to join the Patreon for one dollar. Patreon only stream March thirty first. Patrons only. I love you. I love you, Adam. Peace and good night, guys.